1: Hello there, and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Bad Batch episode, Replacements. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me now, as always, the illustrious Joe Hogan. Whew,
0: that illustrious. It's not getting old for me, man. How you doing this week, no. Mike?
1: I'm I'm good. I'm good. We're recording a little bit later. I mean, I guess it's not that much later than normal, but I, I had to, had to get the kids to bed on my own. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, solo, mm-hmm. as they would say.
0: Oh, uh, I get it.
1: And thankfully, thankfully, they went to sleep. But hopefully, yep. before Crystal gets home, they do not wake up. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of mm-hmm. like one year in the podcast and one year uh, <laughs> I, I just waiting for one of them to just go, Daddy! Little boy. So, um, the problem is that the if the big one wakes up, she will make noise Oh and yeah, then the little one will wake up for sure. Uh, uh, but uh, I we should be fine once they're down. They usually sleep for at least four hours before one of them wakes up. Um, okay, and and then goes back to sleep. So, so so we should be okay. We should be clear as long as we don't record for longer than four hours. Okay, no, well, Crystal should not... be home soon, and then it's. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, it's
0: not that first episode where it was like seventy minutes long. Episode yeah. wise, and then we just gushed about it for you know till the wee hours of the morning on it's, my end. Yeah,
1: yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We had you up very late slash early. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I would have been up anyway. It's Business, yeah, as
1: usual for me, man. Uh, let's get let's get into some news. So, yeah, the big news. We actually have some. We actually have some some real yeah. news. Who knew? From last week, um, Star Wars celebration. Has been moved up. It was previously going to be in August of 2022, uh, towards the end of the month. Uh, And now it is going to be May 26th to 29th, 2022. That is two days after my birthday. Mm. So, uh, as I have been saying for the last week, this is now officially my birthday party. And if you don't come, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> so well, I will be
0: at your birthday party, sir.
2: Yeah,
1: everybody has to be there. Attendance is mandatory. <laughs> I, <laughs> all the celebrities. Um, yeah, everybody. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I I, 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 can't believe it. I mean, like, all of the the stars of Rogue One are coming to my, or not Rogue One, uh, uh, Rogue Squadron mm-hmm. are coming to my birthday party. It's
0: that's it's, pretty sick. How many people can say that?
1: Yeah, you think we're gonna? Yeah, we're definitely gonna get. Something for Rogue Squadron at Star Wars Celebration next year, right? Because it I feel it comes like out have to right. Kenobi 20, too, I think. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, Kenobi has actually started airing. Hopefully, we've mm. is there a is there like a window for that? that? No, I mean, like they're in the middle of production right now. So if we kind of base Mandalorian as as a as a template, I could see them doing Kenobi. We've got, we got Book of Boba Fett, December of this year. Right. Right. Um, which here's the crazy thing. Didn't hear anything about that production. Right. Oh yeah. That was,
0: we don't have any casting
1: news. Yeah. We don't know. Like we don't, we don't technically know if they've finished filming that. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't really, I don't know if we even technically know if they've started filming it. Um, But I, uh, but, but that is slated for December of this year. So, so mm-hmm. ostensibly they're, they're either finished or at the tail end of it. Um, but yeah, we really know nothing about that series, which I think is fascinating considering I, how much
0: we know about Kenobi, but I think um, and Andor, right. Isn't that coming before Kenobi though?
1: Oh, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah. Andor's probably next spring uh so yeah i guess yeah yeah i mean either way we're getting a kenobi panel Mm -hmm. um i think i think that the big panels will probably be there will probably be a they're gonna have to brand it something right like because there's kind of the mandalorian saga of like there's there are four shows right Right. because there's mandalorian book of boba fett uh uh rangers of the new republic and um and uh, ahsoka which are all part of that storyline right Mm -hmm. like they're all branching out and then coming back together to uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh tell one ultimate story um and then you've got andor which theoretically yeah we'll probably have seen by then um but they'll still i think they'll still want to do a panel uh and then which actually that might e- that might even be more fun to get a panel after the fact after
0: everything yeah where yeah they that can, would like, actually, actually be cool. talk about it that would be yeah, yeah
1: yeah other than clone wars where where you know like dave comes out and tells us everything about the last season and you sort of like the production stuff mm-hmm. and the behind the scenes um and then and then you know we get to at some point see the premiere of the next season right mm-hmm. um uh yeah, like like uh uh with the live action stuff, it's always been like, it's just been a bunch of stars up on stage saying what they can't talk about.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like, all uh, it's all hype, right? Baloney being Filoni, you know? Yeah. Who knows these characters? You should watch the show <much> and <laughs> find Like, thanks, Dave. until you, you told me nothing. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know what I find though the the having having studied Dave as much as I have, um. And, and been at a lot of those panels over the over the years i uh, i dave will say a lot of things without saying anything
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it'll be like we'll be like going through the season and we'll be like that's what he was talking about that's definitely yeah. what he was talking yeah. about like like he made that one comment and where he was like well you know i guess you're just gonna have to wait and see and it's like it's like it, it there's always like an inflection in the way that he says it where it's yeah. like you in retrospect you look back and you're like he was telling us, right. And there, and like, there was a telegraph. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the Ahsoka stuff with, 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 uh, with the, the, the Ahsoka lives question mark t-shirt and yeah. then switching. Cause that, that was such a man. That's such a Dave Filoni moment where he's wearing the <laughs> Ahsoka lives question mark t-shirt for the whole panel. And mm. then they, they do the trailer. I think this is how it happened, right? Like the lights go down. They watch the yeah. trailer for the, for, I think it was for, for rebels <laughs> and then he comes back out and the, and the, and his t-shirt has changed and it's Ahsoka yeah. lives with the exclamation point point. Yeah. and like, not everybody caught it until, you know, like, like some eagle eyed people caught it. And then like later on we're we're talking about it and, and it kind of like spread like wildfire, but yeah, <laughs> that Dave Filoni, he's a tricky one. He, he tricky loves guy. it too.
0: He loves oh, messing too. with us.
1: It's because he's one of us, right? Like yeah, that's, that's knows. the thing is that, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he knows where the buttons are to push, um, man, star Wars celebration. It's, we should have already been at one. We should be planning to go to the next one. <laughs> like that's really, that's re- the The thing with, with celebration in 2022 is that like, this is, this is actually just supposed to be the next one. Like it really felt like they were actually, it felt like they were even getting into a cadence of doing them every year.
0: I mean, um, it was right. Like it was, yeah. it was only a year from Chicago. So from honestly, Chicago. like even yeah. 2020 felt like, man, this is really soon. I don't know. Like yeah. there's a lot of money to be burning this quickly. <clears throat> so yeah, I, kind but, of uh, a blessing. I mean, obviously COVID was not a blessing, but like yeah, the way celebration kind of played out sort of is a little bit of a blessing. Um,
1: yeah. I but, don't know what celebration would have been like, anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) in 2020 because like in 2019 the lead up to rise of skywalker was all hype
0: right Uh, mandalorian too
1: and mandalorian right yeah and then and then 2020 it's like yeah we're all excited about about mando but but uh but that rise of skywalker is a little let's call it divisive to say the least um yeah, I don't know. It would I I think I think it would have been a little odd. And and then also with all with everything being so far out all of the all of the movies being so far out. I think the TV series would have been much closer. Stuff got delayed obviously, right? But mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, anyways. I mean, yeah, it, it, it this next one, May 26th to 29th. It's going to be very interesting. That's right after a long weekend. Um I'm going to go ahead and assume that a lot of people are going to make the choice to come into Anaheim for the long weekend Mm. and stick around through Star Wars Celebration, which is exactly why we're probably going to fly in on on because what is it It starts on the Thursday, right? So we'll probably fly in on the Wednesday um pick up our passes and uh hang out at the hotel and then do star wars celebration and then do disneyland for like three or four days afterwards uh, which <laughs> will be like smart which will be like midweek right it won't be the yeah. weekend yeah. so i uh, i hopefully it won't be quite as much of a crowd it'll still be a crowd because that's the beginning of season right like it's uh even even you know, even I mean, doing I the last like,
0: i feel like late may first week because like a lot of kids are still in school doing finals and stuff like that it's really like college kids might be around but yeah um Um, no i think i think you're like still in the pocket there for off season i Um, hope so i hope so yeah i hope so I yeah i want galaxy's edge all
1: to myself thanks
0: i mean Uh, it'll definitely be emptier that week compared to the week before like you said like the week of celebration like that that's going to be packed. So I think you're definitely going to to be there at a less crowded time. And yeah, honestly, uh, that's probably the smarter way to do it. Yeah. So, so anybody else who's
1: planning on going uh, and wants to hang out with me at galaxy's edge, uh, go to uh, the cantina and uh, build a lightsaber with me. That's when I'm probably (laughs) going to be there. Um, Yeah. I, 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 I'm happy about the date change. I, I know that some people are a little bit, a little bit worried. It's, it was so funny because, like, the week before, I saw a bunch of people like on, like, yeah, just book my hotel,
0: oh, and then man. and
1: then they did this, and it's like, oh, now everybody's got to scramble and figure it out.
0: But yeah. I, I, I'm I'm panicked yeah, because yeah. this means that now celebration art show submissions are going to be due three months earlier than they would have been. So probably yeah. sometime this year. Um, yeah, so maybe maybe get to, like get to work very early. <laughs> January. Yeah. Honestly, like, as soon as I heard this, I was like, I need to start thinking. So I've been brainstorming the last couple of days, yeah. um, but it's always like, that's such like an anxious process for us. So I was just like, all right, let me start thinking now. So yeah. hopefully I can hit the ground. Yeah.
1: Running. It's, you know, it's, it's not that different from the press badges, right? Like that's, always, yeah, Oh yeah, exactly. That's always this, this, uh, anxiety inducing, yeah. uh, 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 aspect of it. And, going into the last celebration, the one that got, that got postponed. Um, I said to crystal, I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Like I'm going to apply for press badges, but I'm not doing the whole, like, will we, won't we? Yeah. Because, because once, once badges are sold out, if you don't get your press badges, you're not going to celebration. Yeah. Right. Um, and I watched everybody do that at, at Chicago and I watched several people not go to celebration because they didn't get their press badges. Yeah, right. Because because they've kind of been not. I wouldn't say they've been like clamping down. I just think that there are way more podcasts and websites and whatever than there were uh, ten years ago, and they have to be, they have to be selective with who they're letting in for yeah. free, right? Like because sure. you can't just you can't just issue unlimited press badges otherwise Mm -hmm. everybody would just start a crappy podcast in order to get into (laughs) celebration for free um which i mean i've always said like the like we don't have a huge audience we don't make money off of the podcast really like thunderquack kind of pays for itself through patreon um and we kind of kind of net zero every year by the end of the year i i we're not really in it for the money well yeah of Um, course I, I would be if there were money. <laughs> like if I could quit my job and do this every day, all day, that's what I would do. But, but I, uh, but it's not like without that, it's not like I'm like, well, this is dumb. I'm going to quit. The thing that, that always keeps me going on it are the, are the fun perks, like getting to see bad batch two weeks early or mm-hmm. getting into star Wars celebration. I, uh, uh, and and getting those press badges, which do get like, it's not, it's not as glamorous as I think some people from the outside think that it is. Cause it doesn't get you into anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, earlier. Like you got to wait in line just like everybody else. Um, and the big thing now with like the digital queue is like what I saw was that press badges didn't get anything in terms of oh. like getting into like
0: the big panels and stuff. Really? What about yeah. like the merch stuff? Were you allowed to like,
1: I, I don't, I don't know. For- like I, 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 Jonah Marie from uh, Geeky Bubble. She got me the Rebels T-shirt at Celebration Chicago. So she like she got in. She got the stuff. Like she got in pretty quick at at, at, at Chicago. So like I don't like that was I think a little bit different. But but I'm talking about like the big panels, right? Like the big. I think there were two or three big panels at Chicago. Um, and and from what I saw, the the press badges we're not getting in and that's some of them were right. If you work for IGN or you work for
0: your press badge, like wouldn't you want to like, wouldn't they want those people? No. Okay. (laughs) Speaking, speaking specifically
1: from experience, you're, you are correct, except (laughs) not us, not, not us, not, not even like, not even like sky talkers or like, I I Steel Wars or you know I uh, God forbid I mean like they aren't they aren't what they used to be but I think their numbers are still massive uh, Rebel Force Radio right I think they're still the number one podcast on iTunes number no, one Star Wars really on iTunes um yeah okay. I I it, it like like uh major publications <laughs> the ones with 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 massive circulation so like mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly they get in okay sure. to all of the panels they get gotcha. they get special reserve seats right mm-hmm. ign gets special reserve seats right like like the like the the big uh i the media the, the big outlets. outlets yeah sure. that they do the exclusives with on a regular basis mm-hmm. they get treated that way um okay. but the fan the fan stuff not as much not as mm-hmm. much so that was one of the main reasons why i was like no we're buying passes so that i like to make sure that that we can actually get into these some of these panels so that we can right. actually queue for them um, with the digital queue. I, uh, uh, and I mean like, like if you, it, and, and it's totally fair, it's, it's totally pay to play. It, it's a convention. That's the point. That's how they make mm-hmm. money. Yep. That's the whole purpose is you pay your money. So to me, it's like, you have no right to right to complain if you got your, your badges for free, right? Like you should just be grateful and and say, you know, take your gruel and go to the back of the go to the back of the the hall and sit down and eat it, right? For sure. Like uh I cause like it's it's right there in the structure. If you really want to get into those panels and it's super important to you, save your money, get VIP passes. If you get Jedi Knight VIP passes, you're gonna get into all the stuff you want to get into. Mm -hmm. Because there are only like like I think only like a thousand of them or something like that. Right. Like it's Mm -hmm. such a small number in the total attendance that it's like, yeah, like those are, they get priority. They're VIPs. They paid a lot of money for that privilege.
2: Yeah, Is that,
1: is that fair? Is it, is it uh, equitable? No, it's, but it's a convention. It's a money-making endeavor. Uh, You know, if, if you, if you got the scratch, then you get to,
0: you get to skip the line. So, I don't oh. love the uh, the lottery system for the merch, though, because like, yeah. let's let's say you really want something. And like, that's the one thing you want to do. And you're willing to like camp out all night or whatever and wait yeah. in line forever. That like that kind of sucks that just like you just don't get a chance if you don't if you don't win the lottery, that's it. You're you're out of luck.
1: Yeah. You know, I I, th- I feel kind of like they could do they could do some clever stuff with that in order to prioritize it for people and, and help people actually like have a better chance of getting the stuff that they actually want mm-hmm. by doing something like, and this is, this is what I would prefer for um, for voting uh, just in terms of like, 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 like real voting, you know, like, like for here, we call it the prime minister, but for you guys, presidents, you know, <laughs> like, like municipal elections and stuff like that is a mm-hmm. uh, uh, stack rank voting where you don't, you don't it's this is less important for you guys because it's a two-party system so you're kind of just going one guy or the other guy
0: well, and i know that they're independent i have my party. opinion on that anyway but go on oh i it, the
1: two-party system is the reason why you guys have so many problems but oh yeah i agree in canada we have we have multiple parties you have as many parties as qualify right so usually in a given election we have four to five parties running mm-hmm. and uh and and if you could stack rank them it, it would be so much better than saying than the which right now we do first past the post which is just one vote one one count right mm-hmm. um whereas like a stack rank you would be going like well i if i had my if i had my choice first would be this guy second yeah. would be this yeah, person
0: yeah exactly third would exactly. be this person
1: so it's like for the merch it should work that way as well of yeah, like what's sure. the most important piece of merch to you well mm-hmm. i really want sorry excuse me i really want that star wars rebels shirt i uh after that i want a lothcat plush after that i want this pin set right like mm-hmm. whereas somebody else might be like that pin set like i collect the pin sets it's the most important thing to me if i don't get them i'm gonna be crushed yeah. right so i'm gonna put that first and then i'm gonna say like yeah okay well if i can get a lothcat plush that's cool right like like that to me would at least give people the ability like it would and then if the system could like account for that in doing a lottery of like you know gifts give, give these people with the higher things the 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 priority or whatever um so that everybody can kind of walk away satisfied if not completely happy at least like hey mm-hmm like, yeah, I, I got, I got the most important things. Right. Um, but I, it's, these are, it's all kind of silly to me cause it, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to do some spring cleaning and, and, and get rid of stuff and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the whole, uh, does it spark joy sort of thing?
0: Yeah. Why did I buy this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. And for sure. And
1: there's a component of it where, where I've really had to look at stuff and go like, this has been in a box Mm -hmm. for so long like recently i just got rid of a kit fisto statue
0: um man Fisto
1: clone wars maquette
0: oh no with the gauntlets and everything yeah yeah and it's a it's a a
1: beautiful a beautiful statue but he's been sitting in a box for the last four years
0: yeah I
1: and i really haven't missed him (laughs) right it's like well out of sight
0: out of mind right
1: yeah exactly and it's like so what I did is I took there, there's a place locally that called Toy Traders that you can trade in your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I took it there and I went, "How much are you guys gonna give me for it?" They gave me a hundred bucks for it in trading Wow, wow. and I was yeah. I I had ordered the the Mark 85 Iron Man from Endgame, and it had just come in. So I was like, "Yeah, I mean, like that's." he's going out, he's, he's going on display. Like this is more important mm-hmm. to me. He's like, I, I had the kit Fisto for a while and now somebody else can appreciate him. Right. Nice. Like, and, and to me, like, that's the thing. It's like the toy story mentality of it. It's like, it is unfair to this beautiful statue for him to be seen Yeah. To just leave it in the door in my laundry room. Right. For like, sure. like somebody else is going to put this kit Fisto out and be like, wow, I can't believe I got this. Yeah. Um, Cause he's actually a pretty pricey statue. Uh, on on the secondary market now it's about Mm -hmm. about 250 bucks so to the right collector right so um so i was actually really surprised but happy to get the the uh uh the hundred bucks that i got um for yeah that's awesome and uh i so i'm just i'm trying to do that sort of thing and i'm also trying to like put that into my purchasing decisions as well of like is this something that's gonna go out and it's gonna sit out for where it's going to be gonna, five
0: years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what, what, what get like I, and, and I did make that switch a long time ago of like, instead of buying action figures, I started buying statues. Mm. And then I bought the Obi-Wan mythos statue oh. and I was like, Oh, well, nothing's going to top this.
0: Ooh, man. Like, what's the point? What's the point in one. buying
1: another? So the only, yeah. the only one that has caught my eye thus far, that is like, I kind of, I kind of really want that to go right next to Obi Wan. Is the Darth Maul, but but the problem with the Darth Maul is that he's more based on the visions, mm, sure. Darth Maul yeah. than he is yeah. on on like I would love it if they would do like a Star Wars Rebels Darth Maul in the Mythos mm-hmm. line. Um, okay, sure. To put right next to him, but like, hey, if they do, they have, they do nothing for Kanan, there, there's a mini, <laughs> there's a mini bust finally coming from. From oh, Gentle cool. Giants, I didn't know that. I think, that. I think awesome. they announced it last year at some point. Oh, sweet. Um, uh, around when Star Wars Celebration would have been, I think, was when they mm-hmm. they sort of dropped that. Um, okay. cool. so whenever that comes out, I, I will get him. But if they did, if they if they did anything, Kanan, I would get him. Like if they did a Hot Toys Kanan, I would buy him in a second. In a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm kind of um, surprised they haven't, honestly. I those rebels characters don't get a lot of love. They don't get a lot of merch love. I'm so surprised that they finished out. We talked about this last week, right? Or maybe it was the week before, but like the, the, the black series star Wars rebels figures, like for a while there, it felt like they were not going to finish that wave. Like they weren't like, they were just going to leave us without Zeb.
0: Yeah. And
1: it was just going to be like, yeah.
0: Yeah. that did it for a while. Right. Before they even announced it. Yeah. Like the other ones came out and then, yeah. Yeah
1: yeah, he's got multiple joints in his feet. We're not gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, they eventually did. so i I don't know it, it, it rebels is also one of those things that over the years, I think now it's especially since Disney plus we're in a place where, like, oh, people are starting to come around and going like, hey, uh, how come nobody said this show was great? And it's like, well, actually those of us who are watching it were yeah. slamming our fists. Against the wall. Why aren't people watching this? And it was, you know what? It was Disney XD. That's what it was. Yeah,
0: that's true. That
1: is Uh, true. For, for both, for both of those shows, for rebels and resistance, it was Disney XD. It was the way that they promoted them. It was where they put them. Uh, It wasn't
0: surrounded by just kid cartoons. Yeah. Like the time of day, like every, and it was just like in the block that it was in, it was just all. Yeah. And, and and,
1: like, they tried, they, they did try to do like an adult swim type of, uh, uh, programming block at the beginning of Disney XD with star Wars rebels, Tron uprising. And God, what was that show with the cars? Do you remember? No,
0: it, Cause it was no, on either no. right
1: before, or right after rebels. There was, it was, or maybe more, maybe right after Tron uprising. Cause they kind of had like those three shows in a block on Friday nights mm. for a while. Where it was like, like oh, these are like more teenager to adult, oh. uh, I I uh, type of of uh, shows. Was um, it like a and, racing show kind of thing? Or? No, it was like, it was like a dystopian future type thing, and the heroes mm. all had like these souped up cars, but it was like really like like cyber techno mm. sort okay. of thing. I, you know, who would know is Jonah Marie. Uh, I, if if, if I asked her, she'd know in a heartbeat, I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, I mean like Tron uprising didn't get the love that it deserved. Oh my God. That show was phenomenal. Uh, uh, was such a great cast and was building it like leading into, um, I, I, I mean like it came out after Tron legacy, but the story was building up to the story of Tron legacy like it was filling in a lot of the oh okay the, that's cool. the background of like because you know those guys that are like like it's happening right like when when
0: i when uh, uh sam flynn shows up uh, dude I, I don't know the first thing about tron i saw the oh, original really you like the... when i was a, a an infant probably and like haven't seen it since what and about I didn't, legacy I didn't, I didn't see you've seen movie. you've never seen tron legacy no, I had, I mean I didn't care about the first movie, so I didn't bother Dude. seeing the sequel. Oh
1: my god. Oh my god. Come on. I, I, I will gotta, say this. You gotta prioritize I,
0: that. I'm definitely open to re watching the original and then I would I would watch the new one. But like as of right now I have zero zero interest? I, they no, are not, they not, are not interest. I just have no attachment to it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are completely different beasts okay uh, I, I uh between the two of them like like the original is a product of its time it's it's very oh of course it's very yeah, slow. I figured um and I mean, like it was revolutionary because, like, the visuals were off the wall, and the mm-hmm. story, like, the subject matter, like, it. We take it for granted now, right? Because we got like we've got so many stories. We have got reboot, Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. We've got, uh, I, I don't know, like, like Superhuman uh,
0: Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah. Man, we got Wreck-It Ralph, a...
1: right? Like, we've got we have all mm-hmm. of these stories where it's like, and then they went inside the computer Red. and it's the whole world, cyberspace. Right? Yeah. Um <laughs> But at the time, like when Tron came right, out, that sure. was, nobody thought that way,
0: right? Blew people's uh, minds, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were like, wait a second, are you are you telling me that there's a little world inside my computer? And it's like, no, we're not telling you that. It's a cartoon movie. Like, it's a, this is a <laughs> fantasy, guys. But uh, what we're saying is, wouldn't it be neat if? Um, but yeah, uh, the, and then the, the new one is like, I don't know. It's like a Daft Punk music video on steroids. <laughs> like it's okay, just, cool. yeah. It's and the action is so good, and I can't believe you haven't seen it. Oh my god! And then the and then the new one I
0: haven't seen. I saw. I I yeah. remember watching the old one. I was much younger. I just don't really remember anything about it. And then Uprising
1: is right up your alley, dude. It's right up your alley. Mm. Like if you like Star Wars, Clone Wars, and Rebels, then then yeah. The tron i don't, legacy really, tron I don't uprising. really like clone wars or rebels though <laughs> it's not really, I really like
0: i don't like fun <laughs> or cool things i can't uh, believe I am, this podcast am, has
1: turned into me c- trying to convince you to watch
0: i'm gonna look i'm gonna look into this okay it's called tron uprising right yeah okay It's on Disney Plus. To... oh sweet even be- so all three of them are on disney plus yeah, yeah, Tr- Tron, oh, Tron sweet. Legacy okay. and
1: Tron: Uprising are all on Disney Plus. Uh Elijah Wood is the is the main character in Tron: Uprising. Um uh, if that does anything for you. Oh, uh, cool. okay. Yeah, no. Fa- fantastic. Fanta- and Bruce Boxleitner, you yeah, you have no attachment to Tron, so you don't really care, but he is the voice of or not of the voice. He was Tron in the original movie. He okay. is in Tron Legacy. Um cuz Tron is based on a real person like like tron in the computer is is modeled after alan in in the real world right and so he plays both characters okay Um,
0: who is jeff bridges
1: jeff bridges is jeff bridges is the guy who goes into the computer in the original one in the original one okay uh and then and then in the in tron legacy it's all about like like he's been kind of protecting this world and and trying to like discover its secrets and that sort of thing and gotcha. then okay cool and then goes missing is the whole thing is he goes missing and then twenty years later his son goes looking for him
0: basically mm, okay um, all right by next week I mean we were not we're not gonna turn it into the Tron podcast yeah by next week, I will at least watch I'll re-watch Tron,
1: okay. Okay. I think as an adult, you'll appreciate it more for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's still, it is still, it's slow. It's, it's a tough one to get through. You might mm. want to break it into two <laughs> oh, boy!
0: But, uh, okay. but it, okay. but it
1: is still, I mean, like when they do the high and stuff like that, it's like, this is pretty cool. This is pretty
0: great. Is, is it long? How, how long is that movie? It's,
1: it's not that it's necessarily that long. It's just that it kind of drags in the middle. So you, okay. know, you kind of, kind of break it up and come back. I don't know. There's some really like kitschy, I, uh, I, uh, camp stuff that that uh it's either gonna work for you or it's not like the mcp the bad guy who's basically just a it's a big spinning red tube with a face um mm. and it's like either the mcp is gonna work for you or he's not and for me it's like i love it because uh, it's such an 80s like <laughs> yeah uh yeah, mcp cool. and sark such good bad guys uh, Yeah, i don't know
0: Tr- tron and blade runner are those two movies that's like uh eh, yeah i remember them but i don't really have any attachment to it and i still i haven't seen the new blade runner either oh wow for the, <sighs> for the same reason i just because i feel like the original blade runner that was a movie that when i first saw it i was i don't know maybe 10 or 12 or whatever Yeah, you. Are and ready. that was a movie that i was like i can't sit through this whole thing I you were not
1: listen. ready you were parts, not ready. Yeah. The the problem with Blade Runner is that there are also five different cuts of Blade Runner. Oh and, god, okay. And they all vary slightly. And the one that you most likely saw your ten. We're we're are we the same yeah, age so or you're you're a bit older, right?
0: I just turned thirty five.
1: Oh, I'm older than you then, because I'm okay. turning thirty six in, okay. in a week. Okay, so we're like the same age. So ten, mm-hmm. mid nineties. Mm-hmm. More than likely, you saw a VHS, probably not even in widescreen, of the worst cut, perfect, uh, I, 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 which is the <laughs> cool. one, the one with the voiceover and all of that stuff. It's awful. Um, the The cut of Blade Runner that you want to watch is the director's cut, the the mm-hmm. the most recent one. That sounds
0: um, longer. <laughs> it's
1: I, uh, I don't know what the differences are in the runtimes, but but. Yeah.
0: Uh, Man,
1: Blade Runner is classic. I mean, it is. It's 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 another
0: one that I know, like everybody, like worth their salt, whose opinion I value, has said, "Watch this movie again." It's so funny because I did too. I just never got around to it. Like
1: you're pinpointing the two, the two pop culture um like progenitors of cyberpunk mm-hmm. right you're like yeah, like, for sure. like yeah absolutely like and they're they're the opposite ends of the spectrum of like mm-hmm. like tron is the clean futuristic uh utopia cyberpunk which it's punk in more of like the sense of like artistic punk uh,
0: mm.
1: and then and then you've got blade runner which is more of the like dystopian the world is all smog and everybody is, I, I you know, proletariat type of cyberpunk. <laughs> um, and everybody's just trying to survive. I, I man, they're both so foundational. This is this is film school, Mike. Talking when we get into this stuff, and it's like, and, and then I have to remember that like not everybody cares about film in that way. Of, Mike, we like, got
0: through one piece of Star Wars news. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> like forty minutes into this, almost. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's it, it's like oh yeah, oh yeah. Some people, some people just watch movies for fun. Uh, they're not like hey i gotta go back and watch all the old humphrey bogart movies even if some of them are really slow and boring uh, because i got because i just have to understand where this archetype comes from mm-hmm. um yeah i let's go into the second piece of news then the second star so, celebration yeah star news, Wars celebration, got moved yeah, star Wars celebration. <laughs> i this this like here's here's the thing this conversation to be continued.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool.
1: cool. I, we might have to do like a thunder quack or something like that. We'll have you yeah, on over sure. there. And, yeah. And, I would love uh, that. And, and, that would be awesome. And, and uh, get you educated on, on some of this film stuff. I'm, I'm now I'm starting to wonder what other gaps there are in your,
0: in your film mm. literacy. Well, you I know. will say this. I didn't see any of the back to the future movies until I was like in my late twenties. So there's, there's definitely a lot of holes that it's not that I'm, you, you are like,
1: blowing my mind. Dude, this is just, I,
0: I mean, you know, in the eighties, you're exposed to what your parents show you. Right. And what sure. other kids around you like. So like yeah. nobody I grew up with cared about those movies. So I didn't yeah. care about those movies. Like I had no idea what they were. I, I didn't have this, access to them. You know, and it's not like now amazing. it's like, Oh, I'm just gonna fire up Netflix and watch whatever. Yeah,
1: no, for sure um okay okay we are gonna we're gonna have this conversation at some point <laughs> okay cool for sure we're cool. gonna go through like the we'll go through like a list of like a hundred movies that you all need right, to sweet. watch and, awesome. and we'll check off which ones you have and which ones you need to add to your list posters, okay, cool. what's that <laughs> <laughs> don't even don't even <laughs> don't even play at it we all know i <laughs> the dark saber has been released at galaxy's edge so this is the third week in a row starting with may the 4th that we've gotten major Lightsaber releases yeah. at Galaxy's Edge. So people are wondering, is this going to continue next week? Or are we going to get something else? Um, they did do like the the uh uh that poll a while back, and I think the winner was the Cal Kestis lightsaber.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: right, and, and I don't think we've gotten that yet. I don't think that's been no that's I haven't been seen released it yet. yet. So, um if if I were a gambling man, which I am assuredly not, I uh, my money would be on the Calcastus lightsaber this coming Monday. So we'll see if that pans out. We'll we'll circle back around next week and see. Um, I but I uh, man, they they had they had a few lightsabers on that on that poll, and Kanan. one of
0: them was Kanan's lightsaber. Kanan, that and, broke my heart. I mean, I yeah. get it because Cal's is like double bladed, right? So.
1: And and also like like a recency bias on that one, right? Of like yeah, oh, sure. like everybody had just played Fallen Order, not maybe not just, but like like Fallen Order was still pretty fresh in everybody's fresh. memory, yeah. and and the lightsaber is such a core part of that, so mm-hmm. it's like like I think that people really identified with it, and it was um, cool
0: to see something so like out of you know. I don't want to call it EU, but for lack of a better phrase, like it wasn't so for sure. forefront that every single fan has has seen it and recognizes it immediately. Totally. It is nice to get those like kind of obscure ones every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, Um yeah,
1: but uh, but it, it, here's my thing, uh, and I and I said this to Matt Campbell when when that poll was happening. And he was like, "Man, the Canaan lightsaber is not going to win because it." I think it. I think it got devastated. Like, like nobody voted for that one. I don't remember what mm. the other two were, but I thought that um, was the
0: closest one. I thought that was in like. Was second that place. the next one? I um, thought it was. I mean, maybe I'm remembering it, it the way I, I want to remember it. But I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, uh, I remember he and I talking about it and being like, "We're not getting that that Kanan lightsaber mm. um, anytime soon." But I, we were like, "But we're gonna get it eventually." Like, like I this so. was. I think so. that poll wasn't like which one of these do you want and you will never get the others. Yeah. It was which one of these are we prioritizing because we yeah, know that sure. people are going to buy it. Um, where, Cause the way that they've been releasing lightsabers at, at Disneyland at the Disney parks is very much like, like eventually they will get to every major character. I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like, like eventually we'll also get Ezra's, both of Ezra's lightsabers eventually will get, uh, uh, you know, like we. Here's the thing: we haven't even gotten an episode three or an episode four Obi Wan lightsaber yet from mm. Galaxy's Edge, right? So, like, they are they are definitely parsing these out because sure. they know that, like, with the the boxes and and just sort of like the way that they've that they've been selling them, that like there are people collecting these. And that, mm. that there will be people who have to have all of them, and the, the Disney parks are nothing if not predictable when it comes to merch. When they find a line that that people have to have, they hold on to that. Like like, I mean like the, the goddamn popcorn buckets. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but when. Disneyland releases a new popcorn bucket design. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. It's like a huge
0: put, thing, right? Yeah. Like, let's just
1: use the millennium Falcon one as a, as an example, they've done millennium Falcon popcorn buckets, but the, they had done one for around the force awakens and it had the square dish on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they did one around Rise of Skywalker, and it has the round dish, and everybody lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> it was the same bucket, yeah, it was the same course. bucket. But people of show course. up, and it's like, yeah, and they're just like, "Hey guys, we're doing a limited edition Mickey's uh, 37th anniversary of the time that he stubbed his toe, uh, and uh, it's going to be available on this day." And you see these people, and they're like, "How many of these am I allowed to purchase at once?" Oh and and unfortunately God. there's a lot of scalping that happens on the internet and stuff like that. But, but yeah, that's just, a... uh, just the nature of the beast, right? It when really has like... to a location, to a physical location. It's
0: it's gotten so bad. Like it's it's almost to the point that it's not fun to collect stuff. When it's, it's, when it's just like yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. have you don't have a chance. There's yeah. no chance as soon as something goes live whatever bots or whatever, grab it. And like, that's it, man. Like, yeah. And then they're immediately on eBay. And that's like, it's it's such like a drag. Oh, for sure.
1: It's it's one of the reasons why it's like, I only kind of collect certain things at this point. Like it's really not because it's just not worth it. But yeah, but yeah, these lightsabers like, like uh, the dark saber is beautiful. It's beautiful.
0: Do we know Um, how it compares to the, uh, the new Hasbro one?
1: no i don't think i've i haven't seen any side by sides yet
0: okay. um i don't think it's uh, out yet right is the hasbro one even out or? i don't think so i don't okay. think so
1: i it, it, here's my here's my one complaint and and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the hasbro one the blade for the galaxy's edge one is not what i would consider stellar um okay. the hilt itself looks fantastic and mm. to me it's like because I'm thinking about about sort of getting into 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 these lightsabers and 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 starting to collect them, uh, and hoping to grab some a couple the next time, uh, probably at celebration most likely is the next time I'll be in Disneyland, um, and uh, and and I'm thinking like because like for the most part you buy a blade and that blade works in all of them it works in your build right. A lightsaber right. right like your custom one. So you mm. don't need to buy multiple blades. You can just buy one blade and it works and everything. Right. The the dark obviously has a different blade, and, yeah, and it, it was weird been, to yeah. me that they didn't. They didn't. It feels like they didn't really put effort into the blade. And and I did. I talked to Matt Campbell, who's seen it in person. He's held it in his hand, and I uh, and he said it's not really. It's not like the blade's not animated at all, which which is kind of uh, off because really? like. Like, like, I mean, it is like the ignite uh, and, 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 uh, and like off and on sequences are animated, but like the, the, the Hasbro roleplay one, right? Like the kids one based off of the Clone Wars Darksaber, it animates. Like like wow. when you when you hit it against something, it it mm. flashes and stutters, but it also has like sequenced LEDs where like mm. it'll kind of almost like
0: ripple. Um, yeah, like, and it's the, got, like it does in the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's
1: got blue ones in the bottom that only activate when when it's hitting something. Wow. So it's like so it's kind of got like these different animation sequences for different things, um, and it does kind of have like a like a. a an unstable kind of hum to it right like like mm-hmm. it's it's more crackly because it's supposed to kind of be like lightning um but the but the one at galaxy's edge seems like it just kind of turns on and just kind of hums okay. and maybe it maybe it has like sort of a pulse or a flicker but it doesn't really it just doesn't have like that sort of electricity that 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 i think we all want to see from a dark saber so to me it's like like the hilt is perfect it's spot on for the mandalorian
2: mm-hmm.
1: but does it does it actually capture the this thing? And is like, will this be the ultimate one to own? I don't know. So well, it, I it, mean that is the Has- to me. It's like, we'll wait and see. The
0: Hasbro one's gonna be, I mean, all of the Hasbro ones are what 250, right? And the Disney legacy yeah. ones are what 120 ish.
1: Yeah, um, and this one's so. 199 because it comes with the blade. So uh, oh, true. whereas most okay. of them you're yeah. just buying the hilt yeah, yeah, and the yeah. blade is another $60 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but I. Uh, which like, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I, I love it. I, I, I think that that's perfect the way that they've done it
0: mm-hmm. to be
1: like, yeah, you just buy the blade and it's interchangeable. Right. But,
0: um, dude, but I yeah. have to say like, even, even though like the blade isn't that bright, like it's not as bright as my other, cause I have a million lightsabers. I've I've been yeah. buying lightsabers since master replicas was doing the FX sabers So I have yeah. a lot of lightsabers that I don't need. Um, <laughs> but like the episode one, episode two, Obi Wan Legacy, saber is yeah. probably my favorite lightsaber that I own from Disney, like oh, yeah. from Galaxy's Edge. It is awesome. I love it so much. It's just like the balance have, is nice. It's it's gorgeous.
1: I have such a bias against that lightsaber because really, from episode one, like it just like I I remember seeing. The behind the scenes, and this was one of the, I think it was one of the clips that they did like in promotion for it, which is of of Ewan McGregor, and it's like that moment where he gets to pick which one is his, mm-hmm. and the and and whoever the prop master was like comes up and is like, and George is there and and Ewan is there and it's like, like which one's your lightsaber? And he was like, I didn't think, I didn't think I was gonna get to pick one. I thought Obi Wan already had one, and it's like, yeah, he does. He does. And it's the best design. It's never been topped. It's it is like it's it's one of the OG three lightsaber designs and 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 yeah, like no one's ever done it better than Obi Wan's episode four slash episode three, which is just the shiny version.
0: When we that, get and, his
1: lightsaber and, and yeah.
0: When we get an episode three Obi Wan lightsaber like that, where the blade is detachable and whatever yeah. And the neck isn't as thick as the rest of the handle. Yeah. Then I'm on board because I, I hate yes. the way that looks.
1: I agree. I agree. That will be but my think, favorite one. But the, right now, the Galaxy's Edge really ones, the Galaxy's Edge ones come with two necks though, right? right. They, they, they have all the, come the, with a display the neck and then a and
0: then yeah. blade neck. Yeah. But I want one where the blade's in there. And it's yeah. still a thin neck. That's the light. Me that's too. the Obi Wan Episode Three saber I'm waiting hey, for my if, whole life.
1: I mean, if that's what you want, you got to go the unlicensed route. You you got yeah. you got to yeah. go to the to the uh, saber forge is the best ones by my eye, and and I've mm. I've I've wanted a saber forge lightsaber for a long time. But I, uh, I, it's so funny the things we justify because it's like, man, it's a lot of money. I just spent $500 on an Iron Man action figure. <laughs> and yes, he's 13 inches tall, but like he's a, an action figure. He's a doll, yeah. it's a very shiny doll. Um, And I've got a, you know, $600 Superman and a $500 Obi Wan Kenobi statue. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like the $350 just for the hilt is a lot of money. I, uh, <laughs> it's so funny how we prioritize this stuff. Know, but anyways man. i mean like the the my thing with it is that the technology keeps getting better and better and better yeah and sure. the, like they keep doing all and i mean like we haven't even really talked about the 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 new uh, uh show sabers that they've done for galaxy's edge that they, they haven't debuted in mm-hmm. the parks yet but they showed us that video right of the the blade actually extending out that's of insane the handle and I, don't, I don't know if you've looked at the at the patent but there's there are actual patent documents because patents are are public they have to be right mm-hmm. um and and so you can actually see how this thing works and it's what it is is it's basically like it's kind of like rear projection With LEDs, like with an LED strip, so it's it's like a fabric blade. So you can't—they're not dueling blades for sure, right? And like they'll be for they'll be for show. It'll be for like a moment where Ray stands up and then like ignites a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. They won't be for the same moments when they do like their stunt
0: shows and stuff like that. They'll have to Um, like switch out or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, But it's it's basically like fabric that's like collapsed into the hilt, and then when they when you turn it on it's got like basically an extending rod that like that'll like move it up and as it does it's like unspooling like an LED strip that that is that's inside this this uh uh basically like a fabric lightsaber condom that like that's going to like extend <laughs> out um but like it's so genius like it's such a clever piece of engineering and I can't wait to see that in person and I guarantee, by the time that we're all there at Star Wars Celebration, that they'll have these things uh, uh, out. If not, like they'll probably bring one out on stage at one of the panels. I hope Um, so,
0: man. I want to see it,
1: but yeah, it'll be like that moment when we saw BB-8 roll out for the first time, and it was yeah, right. I'm sorry, that dude's real. Like he's not (laughs) just special effects. He's not CG. That's incredible. Oh my god, the feeling in the room, like like Chewy, we're home, was also an incredible moment, but nothing was as palpable as when that droid rolled out for the first time. And people were like, "We, I, I wasn't even in the actual room. We were in one of the digital stages for that. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like it was, <laughs> oh my God. So to see a lightsaber ignite for, for quote unquote real for the first time will be, it'll be so cool. Um, Anyways, you want to get into this episode? We've been talking for almost. Oh yeah. Hour.
0: Bad batch. That's a thing. Bad. Sure. Uh, yeah, let's let's get into it.
1: Let's get into Ooh, replacements.
2: Cool. What else you got? Give me more.
0: Hyperdrives online. Cross that, take the towers. How many are there? Five of them. That's Clone Force ninety nine. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech. And crosshair.
2: My name's Amiga.
0: The Clone Wars have ended. You can either adapt and survive, or die with the past.
1: Now, it's time for the Rebel Cells. Good
0: soldiers follow
1: orders. Episode Recap. Alrighty, so uh, Bad Batch replacements, third episode of the Bad Batch season one, directed by Brad Rowe and Nathaniel Villanueva, and written by Matt Michnovitz. I uh, here we go, the replacements. I uh, Gene Hackman is a football coach, and then there's a strike, and he has to bring Keanu Reeves in as a as a scab to cross the picket <laughs> line. Did I did I watch the wrong thing? Did I, watch I actually the- really
0: like that movie.
1: I love that movie. It's a fun movie. That's one of my favorite Keanu Reeves movies. Uh, It's one of my favorite Orlando Bloom or uh, Orlando Jones. I
0: was like, wait, Orlando blue. I was like, I don't
2: he?
1: (laughs) Reese Effons is in it as well. Like, man, that, that movie's got a cast. It's a, it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, Go watch the replacements. No, this is not the replacements, which a lot of people have been saying in their recap podcasts. And I don't want to, I'm not, Not throwing rocks or anything i'm just saying the title is replacements it's your life together guys well what are you doing what are you doing that's 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 where i'm at right it's like (laughs) like you're taking all the time you got a podcast right you got people listening to you you're an authority on the subject get Mm -hmm. the title of the episode right (laughs) uh (laughs) replacements uh, I'll 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 jump in with this first paragraph. Uh, the Bad Batch and Omega travel through hyperspace in the Marauder. Uh, rations are low, and the ship continues to malfunction after the battle at Seleucumai. Suddenly, the power capacitor blows, and the shuttle is ripped from hyperspace. It plummets toward the Ordo moon below. Uh, what a moment! Hey, I yeah, fantastic seeing that thing sort of just like like uh, slam the brakes out of hyperspace and uh uh good tension right here at the beginning, it sort of starts with like the fun of like oh here's your here's your your lunch sort of thing, and then i i uh, uh record being like, I'll eat it <laughs> if you don't <laughs> want it and i uh, I hunter kind of having to have that moment it's it goes into that what we've talked about with record it's like he's he's the big kid, right, um, and then we're immediately into like oh oh danger uh, i i we're, we we got a problem here and they strap in and uh i'm gonna clock it right here for everybody wrecker hits his head it's
2: mm-hmm. his head
1: in the wrong spot it's mm-hmm. not good it's not good we've been here before we know what happens when clones get their head hit yeah. in that specific place um yeah there's no way that that's not a setup anybody who's like well yeah. maybe it's a red herring no it's not it's no. a setup
0: no um, dave but, doesn't do anything like without purpose.
1: Yeah, well, I mean he's Every, not really story
0: beat has a reason.
1: He's not really overseeing this show at this point, right? True, it's true. Uh, uh, it's Jennifer Corbett, but but also like here this is the thing with animation over live action. And it's just, and it's something that I think a lot of people who don't this is the Rebel Sells the Star Wars animation podcast. So we, we're gonna be very focused on that component of it. Cause a lot of people who just watch whatever and don't really think about animation as, as anything different, which is fine to watch animation and just think of it as storytelling. But if but if you have any experience with animation or you've ever tried to animate anything, nothing happens on screen that is not relevant <laughs> and important because yep. there's no time for anything else. Sure isn't right. Sure is not like the, the choices are so intentional. They are so filled with such purpose that a moment like this that gets called back to two more times in this episode you don't write that and then you don't animate that unless it's going to have a payoff at some point which i've said mm-hmm. before on this podcast and and it always it always works out that way so um so yeah like definitely clock that they didn't just do it as i've heard some other people say like just to just so that that record would have to stay behind on the ship mm. so that he could do the thing with, with uh, I, um, Omega's room. Right. Like, like that's, it's a, that's an important story beat as well. And it's really great, but that's not why they did it. They're they are setting up something. And I, I think this is where Rex is going to come in, where it's going to go from we're trying to survive to, we have to find Rex because Rex knows how to deal with this. Mm. Um, I have a question, by the way. Yeah.
0: Real quick, since you, we touched on the whole Omega's room thing, why is she sleeping on the floor and not just in Crosshair's bunk? <laughs> no, you can't sleep in his bunk. Sleep on the floor. <laughs> <That's> a good <laughs> good question. All right, that's a good, that's a good question. Seems a little pointless. I, don't yeah. know. It just, I mean, it hit me did, and it and it bothered me.
1: We did get the moment of, of like, oh, that's, that's crosshair yeah. stuff. So right? now so, Omega, oh, that would
0: have been crosshair's food. Sorry, kid, you can't eat hair. Even though she got her ration, but like, yeah. I don't I think, know, man. I, I think there's still <laughs>
1: kind of mourning crosshair. And I, I do guess. also think like that there's a component of like, he's not, He's just he's just not here right now, right? Mm. Like, and I I think I think I think Hunter wants them to move on, but I think mm. that the others are sort of still a little bit yeah. attached. Um, so it's uh, yeah, there's gonna be more conflict relating to that, but I, I think it was also just a setup for.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's in the her practical, her space, real world right? reason for it, but like yeah, in yeah. universe, it's just funny to think that like no. You're going to sleep on that Gonk Droid. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, just sleep
1: on Gonky. (laughs) Uh, you, You want to continue? Go ahead.
0: Yeah, sure. They crash land. Everyone is okay, but they'll need to replace the capacitor. They talk briefly about Crosshair and how his betrayal may have been influenced by his inhibitor chip. But Hunter cuts the discussion short. They need to fix the ship.
1: That's not what it's about, though.
0: <laughs> he doesn't cut it yeah. short
1: because of this ship. He cuts yeah. it short because he's like, I don't want to talk about this.
0: Yeah, he's uncomfortable. Um,
1: yeah, I think I think that, like, when we kind of run through the the bad batch, right? We like Tech obviously is. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't have any sort of like ill will towards Crosshair because he's like, well, this is this is most likely the result of the inhibitor chip and he's Mm -hmm. not in control of himself. Wrecker is oblivious. So he's kind of just like, well, I don't know why he betrayed us. Right. right? Like, but there's gotta be an explanation. Echo, I think is a little bit like, Hey, I'm still new. I'm not, I don't want to rock the boat. And, but then Hunter is very much. This is like, he crossed a line. Like he, mm-hmm. like he, he tried to kill us. Yeah. He's Hunter one feels of like he's really an Imperial. Betrayed like, and yeah. Her, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think what that indicates is, is what their relationships were to one another. And and we didn't get a lot of this, but we did get enough that I think Hunter and Crosshair were probably the closest Mm. Uh, of of like i i think it's very it's it is very much ninja turtles rules right yeah, i think you've yeah. got omega as uh, uh, you've got tech and wrecker are your michelangelo and donatello in this respect of like like they kind of go off and have their stories and then i think crosshair and and hunter were very much the the leonardo rafael of like 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 there's conflict there but but also like deep love and admiration right which is one of the reasons why when one of them does something that pisses the other one off it's like it's even worse because of how much they care about each other yeah i i so yeah and 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 like i said like like you've got you've got echo who's just like i'm not i don't fit into this (laughs) i actually kind of duplicate some of the abilities of one of the other guys i don't yeah i think a little
0: tech sometimes yeah,
1: I think we're gonna get to that at some point of like him being like, I don't really know what my place is in the in this squad.
0: That we'll would be a great arc for him, I think.
1: Oh, it's definitely there. I, I I guarantee it. I would I would stake my reputation on it that that we're gonna get that. Especially because we've seen from the the Hot Toys pictures mm, that yeah. he's got the multiple the arms. Yeah, and I think that what we're gonna see is him like trying to figure out where he fits in the team. Um, because we already kind of know from the trailer seeing Omega with the sniper, with the, with the um, bow, that mm-hmm. she's going to fill the sniper right. uh, uh, quota on the team. And she'll be like ranged backup sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, it's, uh, Echo Echo kind of has to figure it out, and and it's because he's kind of occupying the same space as Tech. I actually think like last week that's one of the reasons why he was working on the clamp. Like they gave us those moments of him working on the clamp, but not being able to to deal with it because mm-hmm. they wanted it to be like, yeah, he's half droid, but Echo was not this guy. Echo yeah. is not Tech right yeah. just because he's half droid doesn't mean that he's a computer guy it just mm-hmm. means he can talk directly to the computer that's it right. right but like it doesn't mean that he can like hotwire the thing or or reprogram or whatever like tech can with the droids right like it's and i think that they were kind of implying that a little bit so mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see as the series goes on
0: cool i, I hope think so i mean play. i would really love that so i hope yeah. you're right
1: uh, let, let's jump into this next one on Camino crosshair continues to undergo procedures, manipulating his inhibitor chip. Tarkin watches from an observation room and is soon joined by rampart, the Imperial Admiral who implemented the chain code order. He is now heading project Warmantle, a squad of elite recruits to be commanded by crosshair. He introduces the team to Tarkin envisioning them as the first of many, a partnership such as this could have promise tarkin says of recruits trained by clone commanders so we're we're like hey this is what we wanted right we wanted to know like how did the clones get phased out and and here it is like like Mm -hmm. exceptional clones uh the the ones with with records uh you know commanders uh uh, captains uh, uh cody's maybe I, I just, just giving us reasons to bring back uh, so. familiar Man, faces I as if they're not all it. familiar
0: faces. I want it so bad. I want to see Cody yeah. again in the series.
1: I, uh, yeah, no, I, I love this setup for it. This uh, Project War Mantle. I love that we, like, hey, this is a, 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 a callback or a call forward actually to, uh, to Rogue One. Uh, Project yeah. War Mantle is one of the for ones sure. that, that Jin or so rattles off. Uh, when they're when they're going through the archive um yeah i i i I love this i i love that this is the way that it's gonna go is that we are going to see some clones for a while and this actually meshes really well with what rex said in rebels of like yeah well so yeah like some of the clones they they stuck with the empire they worked with the empire and others Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I went there, went their own ways and forged their own. So and that's exactly what we're seeing. Um, but I, yeah, I think that this is great. Uh, I will note that none of these stormtroopers, uh, none of them have names in yeah, the credits. Right. Yeah. They are they are actually in a very ironic twist that I have to imagine is intentional. <laughs> they are only distinguished by numbers. Yeah. I, uh, uh, and it's just in the credits two of the, the, the two that talk in this episode get credits. Like the actors get credits and next on it's, it's like AP five, five, six, five, two or something. Right. Okay. Like they have, like they have trooper numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, yeah, I, I thought that that was fantastic of like, the bad batch all have names crosshair has a name now crosshair is the commander of these stormtroopers. We're not calling them stormtroopers yet, but just for, I think just for ease of conversation, we can start calling them stormtroopers. I, none of that. They're going to be faceless, even though they're individuals. And we see that like, there's even attention paid to the fact that they have, that they're not all the same shape. They all have, they have different body shapes and their armor fits them differently which is a really intentional choice again. I, I, but, but at the end of the day, they are just as faceless as the clones were meant to be. But Mm. it's, it's this funny thing of like the clone troopers started an attack of the clones as like, Hey, they all just look the same. You got a couple with colors, right? But, and then over the course of the clone wars, um, even even before the series, but like even just in the in the Gendi tartakovsky stuff, we started getting ARC troopers. We started getting like, oh, the, this guy's the heavy weapons guy. This guy, like, and then we got Republic Commando, and it's like, oh, these guys are totally different. Um, and and then and then with the Clone Wars series, it was like, yeah, like they're as the not just in terms of like having different armor kits and stuff like that, but like the like the faces underneath are as varied as as anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of over the course, course of the Clone Wars, they became more individual due to the influence of the Jedi and all that stuff. But it's funny that we're gonna start here at the end of the Clone Wars at the beginning of the Galactic Civil War of like, oh yeah, that's their faces and stuff like that. And slowly it's gonna get to the point where like we never see a stormtrooper's face, right? like the original trilogy,
0: we never see a stormtrooper yeah. take off their helmet. Right. There's no personality uh, whatsoever. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Drones. yeah.
1: Yeah. They're, to the point where some people are like, I thought they were all robots um, <laughs> like Darth Vader. And it's like, well, Darth Vader is not a robot, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, casuals. Uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I, hey. That's not me gatekeeping. That's just saying that like people who choose to not pay attention to the movies, it's like I, I I don't know I don't know. You can try and explain it to them. I just kind of go, yep, and walk away. Um, <laughs> so we're we're not going to talk about Star Wars in the same way. This isn't <laughs> worth it. I I, but yeah, I I like that we're sort of on the reverse trajectory with stormtroopers of like these guys are this elite crew, but slowly over the course of the time over the course of time, we're just going to get to everybody's just a white stormtrooper. I mean, like every time they put out a movie in the in the rebellion era, it it's, uh it it proves that wrong. And they're like, yeah, but there are also patrol troopers yeah, on right, on yeah. 9, and, others. Yeah, there's so many variations of these suits now.
0: But well, speaking of actually, um, I don't know if I forgot what what was it Warhammer Project Warhammer whatever from War Mantle War Mantle. Okay, from yeah. Rogue One. Is that at all? I mean, I remember when it was referenced when they were looking for the, the Death Star plans, but is that at all attached to Death Troopers? Because these new Stormtroopers, like their color scheme is Death Troopers, right? Like it's all black armor with green yeah. lenses. Is there any, because I've also seen like a lot of news outlets kind of saying like, oh, are they connected? Are these the precursor to, to Death Troopers or whatever? Um, I'm curious what you think about that. If there is any connection that we know about to war mantle and death troopers or what exactly yeah like we're we're setting up here
1: i do think i do think that we are going to find out that over the course of this series that like crosshair trained the first batch right that like and and that 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 training is what carries through and that's what that's what distinguishes those troopers Mm -hmm. um because if you do if you do pay attention to and this is happenstance like this is this is serendipity right like they didn't plan this at all but if you just kind of watch even like when we see them in the mandalorian when we see them in rogue one when we saw them in star wars rebels it's like they're all crack shots right yeah they're all good yeah that's in there because like how do you distinguish a death trooper from a a regular stormtrooper well regular stormtroopers can't hit the broad side of a barn which we get the joke in the mandalorian of like they can't shoot that can right like Mm -hmm. he's like shaking the the gun whatever (laughs) i i but with death troopers like no they always hit their target right um they're 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 very precise i love that they are now connecting those dots back to crosshair and so there's like a there's like an ancestry here almost, and it's mm. and it is. I think that it, it's one of those places where they're writing the story, and then they go like, "Oh wait, this is perfect. Yeah. If we put them yeah, all sure. in, if we make them look like clone trooper versions of death troopers, we're now implying a a lineage here, and now all of a sudden it makes sense why the rest of the stormtroopers were just." trained by whatever right Mm. and then like by the time that we get to star wars rebels we know like there are no clone troopers in that base that that uh ezra goes to they're just they're just being trained by like officers right and it's and it's those two dumb dumb officers that end up getting killed (laughs) right that 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 darth vader murders (laughs) just like mercs right or or does the inquisitor do it i can't remember but
0: the inquisitor does
1: they they get killed they get they get their heads cut off by a lightsaber uh that's all that really matters um <laughs> i but yeah like 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 by the time that we get there it's like stormtroopers are just being trained by whoever will train them but but that like these like the death troopers it's like oh yeah like there's a there's a connection there back to the clones, not even just back to the clones, but to, to an enhanced clone mm. who's specifically a sharpshooter. And it's like, cool. Awesome. Rad. Like now, now we have a a completely unnecessary justification for why they're good at shooting things. But it's there if you care.
0: <laughs> it's there. <laughs> and is... I like the fact that it's like it's because of a clone trooper. Like, all right, yeah. cool. I like it. Yeah. I'm sold it's
1: like it's like the i was thinking about this earlier today just sort of in prep for for talking about this episode uh and and just thinking back to like when when attack of the clones came out and and i love the way that george always addresses this stuff where they'll be like i I love all the behind the scenes things whenever it's like oh they're all sitting around and then and then somebody asks a very relevant question of like but the stormtroopers can't couldn't really do anything. And then, like, but these clone troopers are there. Maybe it's like episode three or something like that. It's like, they're really good at their jobs. And, and then you get George, he just goes, yeah, well, you know, uh, well, these guys were trained and they're elite and they're all Django Fett. And so they're really good at stuff. But then it, by the time that you get to the rebellion, they've all been phased out and that's just regular people. And it's like, like, mm-hmm. it, like George just always has all of this stuff just in his head yeah but 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 also doesn't at all because you kind of always (laughs) get the feeling of like like if you ask him the question he's going to do one of two things he's going to go it doesn't really matter which that's just there for the story or he's going to go well obviously (laughs) he's going to yeah he's going to give you like (laughs) like a five minute explanation where you're going to be like you didn't think all that through (laughs) <laughs> but on the spot, you just came up with that, which mm. is actually more impressive in my yeah, opinion. <laughs> right. When he's able to do that, I always love like because you see a lot of it in the Clone Wars behind the scenes stuff when he was working closely with Dave mm. and breaking stories. And I can remember when they did the Darth Maul thing of like, and they they did a lot of behind the scenes stuff around that. And it was like, but Darth Maul is dead, and Dave talks about this all the time. It's like, but Darth Maul is dead. And it's like, yeah but we're bringing him back (laughs) and it's just like, uh, all right. It's like, like now we have to figure out how we do it. And, and uh, yeah, I just think this kind of, this actually ties into the conversation that Carl and I just had on metaphysical fiction this week. Uh, If you're a Patreon supporter, it's already out, but uh, if not, it'll be out on Friday. um, Of this week on the thunder quack podcast feed. I uh, we were, t- were we had a con- long conversation about the, uh, about like sort of canon versus truth and and like some fans they need the canon to be they can't reconcile it. It's what we talked about in the first episode of like Canaan's origin story in the comics versus bad batch and some people would get their feathers all ruffled and it's like does it matter because it's true to the character
2: yeah.
1: right so like just just mush them together in your head. It's not that big it's of idea. It's all fiction.
0: It's all yeah. okay. Like you can take the bits that you like, and that can be your canon. That's yeah. I, that was my attitude when they got rid of the EU. Like you're yeah. still al- there's not gonna come to your house and take away all the stuff that you like. Like you're still allowed to read and watch and play all of yeah. that old stuff. Like it's all gonna be okay. None of it's real. Exactly. You can the yeah. experience you had when you when you first watched or read or what played or whatever, like all that stuff's still valid. It's yeah. all fine. Nothing's wrong. I,
1: and my favorite star Wars EU is, is, and always has been uh, since I read them, the Brian Daly, Han Solo stuff. Right. And, and that's uh, I, anybody asks it's very easy answer. It's like those three books. I love them. And I, uh, I, they have been non-canon since, since, like soon after they were published mm. I I certainly since the 90s it's like like when it's it, people act like the Disney uh, I, let's call it a retcon I uh, was the first time that it ever happened but it's not the first time that it happened in the 90s when the the Thrawn trilogy came out and Dark Empire happened uh, I, a little while after in the comics with Dark Horse, like when those when when they started publishing Star Wars books and then soon after Star Wars comics that it wiped out the existing, if you want to call it a canon, which there was one that was already contradicted by the movies that came after. But there were Marvel comics all throughout. Yeah. For, the history of like sure. when the three movies were coming out. Right and not not to mention the ewok movies not to mention the the droids cartoon as well as the ewoks cartoon series and like the co- the the comics and books and stuff that came out from the from like that era to the empire forward they did not pay attention to that older stuff mm-hmm. right like they didn't like you might get easter eggs referring back to droids but it's not like droids was considered canon it's not the first time that this happened so right. It, it, like there's such like a because because so many of us grew up in the in the dark times with that stuff and that was our canon for a long time that was new star wars content people have this this uh, attachment to it right mm-hmm. and it's like it, it but it like you said like nobody's coming and taking that stuff from you as a matter yeah. of fact marvel has done a really good job of reissuing almost all of the dark horse stuff, almost all of the original marvel stuff through mm-hmm. the epic collection series into into these awesome like like all in one format that you can put on your shelf that look fantastic. Like they've gone through almost all of that and then they've done the legends books and stuff like that. They've put out new editions of of stories that have been out of print for a really long time like like yeah the games
0: too dude the 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 games games are like on everything they're re-releasing everything on and they're doing they're doing
1: audiobooks for the first time for for stories that didn't have audiobooks right like like they're like i i think disney disney doesn't care right like disney is like this is the new canon this is kind of what we're what we're paying attention to um but it's like the old stuff we're still gonna sell you that stuff <laughs> if yeah. you guys want to buy it we're still gonna sell it so i'm mean, like be vocal about the stuff that you want so that disney and 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 the licensors know that like hey i you know like we still like shadows of the empire put that video game back out right like mm-hmm. like like definitely talk about it but like don't be that's, mad
0: that's don't. my favorite eu thing of all time is of the empire shadows man. the multimedia event oh uh, man it tops everything
1: the the book, the comics, the video game, the soundtrack. I love that there's a soundtrack for a book. Like it, and it's
0: good. It's yeah. a it was that was a movie event without the movie. Yeah. Shadows of the yeah. Empire. It was uh, awesome.
1: Star Wars is awesome. Let's get let's get back into this episode. <laughs> Alright,
0: cool. <laughs> uh, I think I'm up, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Tech and Echo get to work on the ship. But the cybernetic soldier sees something out of the corner corner of his eye. He scopes the area, finding claw marks on the ship's hull. The clones go inside and give a status report. When a creature suddenly crawls down the front viewport, Omega leaps in surprise and sees the beast took the capacitor. Tech explains that it's most likely an Ordo Moon Dragon, a species that feeds on raw energy. Hunter readies to find the animal, and Omega volunteers to go with him. I keep wanting to say Omega out of out of like just a yeah. meme that's been been uh brewing for the past week with my friends um yeah what's i'm I, I think this is the point that i realized i made a status update as soon as i saw this episode that like man the show just makes me want to bust out action figures and start playing with them yeah like I, I have the two black series uh bad batch figures crosshair and hunter but i'm just like i just want this makes me feel like i'm eight years old and like this is oh, the ship crash lands, and then some of them gotta stay behind, and then a monster attacks, and they gotta go chase it, but some of them gotta stay behind. Like, this is the kind of stuff that I would play as a child. Like, oh, the Millennium Falcon crash, and Dash Render has to go out and find it, while well, Han Solo and Chewie stay with the ship, and Luke's gonna go out with Dash, and, like, like this is exactly the kind of stuff that, like, it's it's yeah. just re-energizing childhood Star Wars fan me.
1: It It is, as I've been saying with the last two episodes... Uh, it is perfectly melding Star Wars Rebels and the Clone Wars because the Clone mm-hmm. Wars is all about like the adventure and the excitement and all that stuff, and then Rebels was very much like, "Hey, here's this story about a found family, right?" and 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 sort of like how how they develop and and how these characters learn and grow from each other, uh, and and Bad Batch against all odds and like i just like i i tweeted i i i I, this the show just continues to exceed expectations for me like it just Mm. every episode i'm going like how how did they do this how did they get me (laughs) to care about these characters because like if i'm being honest i i wasn't just i was i wouldn't say i was bored by the by the bad batch arc in the clone wars but like compared to the other two arcs that we got i was like yeah whatever i could take it or leave it i'm never i don't ever need to watch it again but with it, with regards to the bad batch themselves i was like i kind of don't like these guys like like they're they're not very likable characters and yet <laughs> they've managed to completely turn me around on them even with crosshair who is a villain, but we get this episode with him where we're going like, are, like how, like we're conflicted as an audience going like he's succeeding in his tasks. Yeah, He is one of the bad mm. batch. He belongs with the rest of his family. We don't want him to die. We don't want him to succeed. Yeah. We, <laughs> like this is Tarkin's fault we hate Tarkin. We definitely don't like, uh, I uh, war mantle guy. Uh, what, what was his name again? Um,
0: Oh, new dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, rampart. Rampart. Right. Like, like, Oh yeah. I don't like this guy. This guy's an opportunistic, you know, corporate, uh, uh, sort of, you know, career military guy. It's just going to take advantage of stuff for his own gain. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Kaminoans at this point. <laughs> like,
2: like I, all. No, I gotta the tell you,
0: the, the mystery of them. Yeah. Had I was I didn't care about the Kaminoans before the no. show, and now I'm just like, ooh, what are these guys up to? There's something sneaky going. All like right? I don't. Now I'm just like because of the mystery yeah. behind it, I'm invested in that too.
1: This this is what good Star Wars is all about. Oh good yeah, Star Wars enriches and enhances other star wars stories so now when i go back and watch attack of the clones and obi-wan is sitting in that chair talking to (laughs) to the prime minister i'm gonna be like like what's the subtext here what's the subtext here like like in terms of like because we kind of got it of like oh you know like it's just like a like a, a business deal sort of thing but now it's like oh this isn't just about like what Dexter says about the Caminoans about like oh it depends on how you know big your pocketbook is right like i i it's like like this is how they survive they live on a planet with nothing else right mm-hmm. so like 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 you have to imagine that like they're getting a lot of their stuff brought in cuz they live on this very dangerous very difficult uh uh ecosystem of a planet and and uh, without money without without capital the their way of life it doesn't exist right so like they're they are fighting in the way that they know how to fight and that's by manipulating an economic system and it's just this is total prequel stuff and like most people are like snore but i'm just like <laughs> This is very interesting. Like it, to to try and figure out the motivations of uh of a of a culture of people, whether they're Q tip fish heads or not, right? Doesn't matter. Like that's just rapping, but like looking at it and going like like what is what motivates Kaminoan culture, right? Like they they've they they've managed to survive on this planet that's nothing but water, even though it seems like they don't really live in the water, although the Iowa does kind of, and the guy's riding it. So I guess like maybe they do. I don't know. I want more. (laughs) I I, like, like I want answers to these questions now. Whereas before it just like you, I'm like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. They're there. They were just, you know, kind of almost background dressing really.
1: It's, it's nifty. (laughs) But now I'm like, now I'm like, what, what are they trying to do? Like what, like, like tell me more about the Kaminoans and like, what is their motivation for, for keeping this going other than just like like monetary gain because is this like like if 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 this deal dries up like who else is going to order this many clones like this is what we do and and we've sunk all of our it's like um it's like the beginning of spider-man homecoming right when when damage control shows up and and uh, michael keaton's like like hey man like i i bought i bought trucks for this right they're <laughs> like i'm i'm leveraged like like if this goes away i got nothing and what does it do it pushes him towards a life of crime i uh, and he becomes the vulture right and it's like the kaminoans are like they're fully leveraged into this war machine and without it their entire economy, like or at least, I, I, I Topoka City is is going to is gonna collapse. Like their economy oh, yeah. is gonna collapse For because, because sure. they, like they're they've got this massive facility and it's built to crank out clones at a steady pace and like if nobody wants any clones anymore it's not it's not like we can just all of a sudden turn them into a tasty freeze right like but, but like
0: they they existed before this cuz Dex knew about them so yes. like there was some kind of successful operation going i mean it's possible like you said like kind of like going back to the you know the vulture reference like they probably expanded to do this i'm sure and built yeah, this facility because they said when Cypho you know, diaz
1: shows up and goes like i need 10 million clones
0: yeah yeah <laughs> they're sure. like so i'm sure there was an expansion yeah, but like yeah they're
1: like 10 million clones that's uh that's uh that's a little bit bigger than our usual order of a thousand uh mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna have to build some stuff it's like money is no object okay cool um <laughs> yeah it's a it's a bad deal and the kaminoans really should have diversified their their portfolio i guess um, but
0: hey. Rookie know. mistake. Cameron yeah. Owens. Come on. Uh,
1: but yeah, like I want to see more of that. I I I, I want to get yeah. into that stuff. I want to yeah, know what's going to happen to the Kevin Owens when when this all goes belly up. Because we know it does, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of it's it's one of those things where it's like it, kind of like the Vader like like Anakin's Fall. Um it's not about the twist at that point. It's about like how do we get from here to there? How do mm-hmm. we get from this yippee kid on Tatooine pod racing to, you know, ch- choking dudes out and uh, from across the galaxy.
0: Uh, es- especially too, like, because there is that kind of like weird connective tissue with the Mandalorian where, okay, something's going on with the empire and, you know, the, the doctor cloner guy, he's got the yeah, yeah. thing on his shoulder but we haven't seen any Kaminoans working with the empire during the Mandalorian, but he's a cloner and he's got the Kaminoan symbol on his, on his shoulder. So are they still working for the empire? Is, is the doctor kind of like, maybe there was like a hostile takeover that the empire kind of shoves the Kaminoans that like takes their knowledge and their resources and shoves them out. Like what, what's going on there there is like there are a lot of questions for sure and yeah. i think this is a great opportunity to kind of you know answer a lot of that and and you know weave more of that you know of that web how you said before like oh yeah it was serendipity that the you know the there was an opportunity to use the the, the death troopers here yeah if that's what they're doing and you know uh, this could be another one of those little, like, oh, here's here's the perfect opportunity to uh, tell this little story and fill in this little gap that existed yeah. that no one realized it existed.
1: I uh, I may live to regret this, but <laughs> oh, I am boy. gonna okay. put this. I am gonna put this theory out there. Oh, bo- that... and let me tell
0: you, I'm gonna blast you in public if this doesn't come to fruition. Let's hear it. Whatever it is, there
1: there is a possibility. <laughs> of a storyline bringing Mm -hmm. the Kaminoans or at least the cloning technology back into the post return of the Jedi era via book of Boba Fett and that character Mm -hmm. and repopulating Mandalore.
0: I, Ah. I
1: think that they might adapt the end of the Yuzan Vong story because because for those who don't know who haven't read through that stuff spoilers for books that are now 15 years old uh <laughs> but the end of that story is that like hey like the Yuuzhan vong have been winning this war and eventually they are going to wear down the jedi and the new republic and the imperial mm-hmm. remnant right like it is a war of attrition and sooner or later the new republic is going to lose until Boba Fett shows up rocking a brand new clone (laughs) army. And let me tell you, that's when I checked out and was like, thanks for ruining the new Jedi order, which I thought was really great because at the time I was like, I was one of those people that was like, Boba Fett is not as cool as everybody says he is. He just looks cool. But if you watch those movies, he doesn't actually do anything other than track them to cloud city. And then everything else is Vader, everything else is Jabba, Boba Fett goes out like a punk in the Sarlacc,
0: right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, hun- I'm in that same camp, honestly. Yeah, I was, I was and then, the same way.
1: and then Mandalorian season two happens.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, and
1: Boba Fett oh, shows man. up in, in with a gaffy stick <laughs> and in black robes and absolutely houses some stormtroopers, just like Casey Jones them to the face, and I. Uh, and I was like, "Wait a second! Oh, wait a second! Is Boba Fett rad? Oh no! Oh no! Do I have to rethink everything?" And now I'm going like, Pershings, Kaminoans, Bad Batch. The clones are super cool. <laughs> Mandalore is a wasteland. What if? What if the key to to bringing back Mandalorians? A, they need a leader. The Dark Saber, Dinjarin. That's part of the story. Ahsoka's off, that's a tangent, it's going to be about finding Ezra, theoretically, Thrawn, blah blah blah, Imperial Remnant. That's another story, right? To get us closer to to the sequel era. Rangers of the New Republic is going to be about filling in gaps with the New Republic itself. Book of Boba Fett and Mando are going to come back as, like that's going to culminate in, in the restoration of Mandalore that like that much is, is clear. And there's a, there's a Camelot component to it. There's a lot of Arthurian stuff going Mm -hmm. on in, in the Mandalorian story. So eventually, like, like, I think that, 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 and, and I, I'm not, this is, these aren't necessarily my ideas, but this is just the, the theories that I subscribe to. Is is that where we end is not with Dinjarin as like the king of the Mandalorians with the dark and it's not going to be Boba Fett either or Bo Katan. It's going to be a round table. like it, like it, like all of the factions of Mandalore are going to come back. And you know what would be really interesting because I've been thinking about it a lot if Omega survives into that era and we see her in live action in book of Boba Fett or the Mandalorian eventually. And she represents the clones. So we, we would have like these, these different factions of Mandalorians. And that, that by that point in time, we do have a faction of Mandalorians that is like, yeah, they're all old men. And you know, like we could see Rex again, we could see, um, some of these other characters. Right. Uh, but like, to, like, like that Omega represents that she's a, essentially like the leader of the, the clones that are left. Mm. Um, and uh, if they, and like, like whatever happens by the end of this story, like maybe they're off hiding somewhere in the galaxy. Right. I, uh, I uh, maybe once, once Omega frees them from, from the empire, they disappear. Like they go to the outer rim and and hide, right? And they have like a whole society out there, and they've they have descendants, and so they are like descendants of clone troopers that like like I, 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 it's similar to the idea of foundlings and stuff like that. So so this could all end up connecting together. It could. That could be crazy <laughs> as well. Like like they're hold it to it <laughs> is more than likely not the case. I think it's in the
0: realm of possibility, though. But it is
1: within the realm of possibility. And I think that it would be a cool thing to do. And like, it could take something that I absolutely hated from the new Jedi Order, that to me was like such a disappointment, such a letdown, and make it like, actually, oh, actually, actually, that's rad. (laughs) Like, that's super (laughs) cool. Just like bringing back Boba Fett in The Mandalorian was like, oh, oh, now Boba Fett in that, in that, with that fresh paint and that black that little black robes underneath. It's like, I got to I, now I got a Boba Fett that I love,
0: (laughs) you know, did I, have I ever told you my misconception as a child of Boba Fett? Have I ever described that to you? So this, this is like as uncynical as I've ever been in my, this is childhood wonder, baby Joe Hogan, loving star Wars, loving everything about star Wars.
2: Yeah.
0: This, this is, I, did not understand why everyone thought boba fett was the scariest bounty hunting hunter in the, in the galaxy and for the longest time before i started reading the books shadows of the empire was the first time he was like really awesome like all i was really familiar with was yeah. the uh were the films and the video games so like shadows of the empire the game you beat up boba fett yeah dark forces you beat up boba fett the yeah. movies he gets his butt kicked all the time so as a kid My understanding of Boba Fett was, oh, I think he's just like a guy who must have gotten lucky or something. And maybe like he killed the right person and everybody thought he was really scary, but he's not. He's like, he just kind of like went with it and is like really just a liar. Like, that's what I thought Boba Fett was as as a child. And then I started, you know, I read Shadows of the Empire. I was like, oh, he's, he's, kind of cool and i like read the comic i was like oh he's he they treat him with respect and then the eu was like why is boba fett such like a badass but like yeah in in everything so because of the things that i consumed in the order that i consumed them i had this notion in my head that he was like boba fett was just a fraud the whole time (laughs) like and that was just the way it was for me and like because of that i was like why does everybody think boba fett's so cool he just has cool armor He's so overrated. He's ridiculous. It's only the EU that makes him like this badass. And you're exactly right. It was literally the first episode that he, well, not the first episode he appeared in, but like when he got involved with uh, everything going on in Mandalorian that I was like, wow, I think I like Boba Fett now. And it was just like, it kind of turned my world upside down in the same way.
1: But like, but like, they also like they they told stories like that back then about mm-hmm. Boba Fett, that like that asked those questions right because there's a whole character that uh, uh, Jodo cast right who who right yeah sure gets the armor and 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 pretends to be Boba Fett basically until mm-hmm. Boba Fett shows up and kicks his butt right <laughs> like uh yeah so so they they like they played with that they definitely played and I think for a for a while people were speculating that like that the boba it's that it was possible that the boba that died at jabba's palace in the in the sarlacc pit that that wasn't boba that wasn't the clone boba Boba, right that was somebody who had taken the armor from him and Mm -hmm. whether it happened like 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 in between um empire and jedi and it's like and and, like you can kind of look at and go like well the the armor is like his suit's a different color like it completely changes color like the undersuit is blue in empire and then it's it's brown it's like a tan
0: and everything yeah
1: yeah and everything changes right so it's like like there's room there to be like yeah and then actually this other guy took on the mantle of boba fett or like maybe since the clone wars like it has actually passed to like multiple people right Mm -hmm. um I, uh, in the same way that people like kind of speculate about James Bond. Right. So, so, you know, it's, that was, that was kind of going for a while, but now it's like, well, now we know, <laughs> now
0: we know that. that was, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But, no question. Man. But yeah.
1: I, uh, should we, should we talk more about this bad batch episode? <laughs> I guess <laughs> we're not even like a third
0: of the way through the episode. Let's Sorry, focus. everyone. Let's focus. Sorry. Not sorry.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm, am I here? The Kemenon and Prime Minister. Yeah. yeah. yeah Mama you're, Sue. you're up. Debates the value of recruits versus clones with Rampart. Listening, Tarkin demands a test. Send Crosshair and the recruits to Onderon, where they will wipe out Saw Gerrera and his camp. We don't need to get into all this, because I think we've already talked about the finer points of all of this stuff. Anyway, you can keep going.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Hunter and Omega track the beast in the dark of night. The girl implores Hunter not to blame Crosshair for his actions. He can't help it, she says. When Hunter says he blames himself for leaving his old friend, Omega promises they'll get him back.
1: Uh yeah, I so this is this is where we're getting some of that deeper stuff with mm-hmm. like what we we're kind of talking about before with Hunter and uh, and Crosshair. And I I do like that Omega has an understanding of the chip and I uh, and, and 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 can kind of be the 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 speaker for the audience because we're all kind of yelling at our screens of like it's not his fault he's not in control um and and so for omega to be able to to voice that concern and to be backed up by tech earlier right it's it's uh okay cool like we like we that's going to be an arc here we're going to come back around to you know they went back for Omega. Now they have to go back for Crosshair. They gotta, they gotta rescue him. And I do think that's why we're setting this up with Wrecker because it's important that like Wrecker is going to his chip's gonna do something. They're gonna have. I this is my guess is they're gonna have to find Rex because Rex knows how to deal with it. We know that because of Star Wars Rebels, right? So Rex is gonna show them how to deal with it maybe we'll also get some stuff about about either uh uh wolf or gregor
0: in there i want right? to see, see gregor again please yeah f-
1: fill in some of those gaps please. um and then we're going to take that knowledge back to the 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 quest which is okay now we like now that we know that we can reverse this now that we know that we can stop it from taking over we can we can rescue crosshair, mm. and it, that's what it's gonna be and And one of two things happens. They rescue crosshair and then you know, like and hey crosshair's back on the on the team, or they rescue crosshair, they get the chip out of him, and he's still an imperial mm. which which could be juicy. so like we'll we'll see. we'll see <laughs> we'll see where it goes cause I would love that personally, I would love that because we've had the debate of like is it the chip or is it crosshair? Because Crosshair is already kind of like, hey, just give me orders, tell me who to kill, right? Yeah. Like in in terms of like, look, they've been they've all been conditioned to be sociopaths, but maybe <laughs> Crosshair is predisposed to being a sociopath, right? Like without the conditioning, he may have ended up on that path anyways. Mm-hmm. I. I I love the idea that like we could explore that and like get to the point where like, Hey, they rip the chip out and it's like, it's this triumphant moment. And then they're like, they're like, it's, we're so glad to have you back. And he pulls a blaster on Hunter and is like, I'm taking you in like, 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 and, and we, we have to confront that truth of like, Oh, Oh, crosshairs actually just been a bad guy the whole time. Um, could be, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see uh that's, that's why we're watching the show uh <laughs> the imperial unit arrives in Andron space while well, one soldier antagonizes crosshair this is where I said, we don't even know this guy's name uh the mission continues they land and begin their attack
0: uh, i i was not oh, expecting that guy to go that quickly
1: we're not there yet we're not there yet you're you're jumping the gun a little bit, but yes.
0: I'm so sorry. I I just mean him in general. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I just mean that character, you know, like it was just so, it was interesting. Specifically because of this setup, like this setup made me think, okay, this is, this is going to be the guy who's kind of giving Crosshair a run for his money. He's going to guy that's going to be causing tension between Crosshair and the rest of the group. And it's, it's uh, to me, it felt like they were setting all this, this, weird power struggle dynamic up for the, for the new squad for the, for the anti bad batch. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I, that, I just, yeah, it
1: felt a little bit like that.
0: Yeah. And then what happened happened. So
1: yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, let, let's keep going. I take this next one. Cause we'll, yeah, cause sure. we'll get there in a second.
0: All right. Perfect. Back at the crash site, Hunter finally locates the capacitor. Uh, but before he can grab, no, wait, didn't I just, Okay, no, I think, no, uh, yeah. turned around. Sorry. Back of the crash site, Hunter finally locates the capacitor. But before he can grab it, the beast attacks. After momentarily losing his breathing apparatus, Hunter falls unconscious. Omega radios for help and then picks up her friend's blaster to continue the search.
1: It's weird to me that we never get the cut back to, or, or even like just like an acknowledgement of like, oh, we're out of range or something like that. Because
0: it's like... Yeah, because they just go back later. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Oh, hey, and t- like tech and Wrecker never show up to help them. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, I-, I like that they're on their own. It's just, it, this was to me, was one of those moments where like, this could have been a more, a little bit more explicit of like, sure. of like, Oh, something is interfering um, mm-hmm. with the, with the communication. They can't, they can't get a signal back. She's going to have to do this on her own. But, uh, Uh, I, I, I want one of those masks for, uh, yeah, Yeah, because you can't wear helmets, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So if if we, if we all got to wear masks at celebration next year, which I don't know if that'll still be the case because we're already at the point where the CDC is saying, I don't, I don't agree with this guidance by the way, but I'll just say the CDC is saying that fully vaccinated people don't have to wear masks anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it sets a bad precedent. And I think it also gives a lot of people the ability to say I'm fully vaccinated. Yeah. Without any proof. yeah. Um. And, uh, and unfortunately that's where we're at with society at the moment where we can't mm-hmm. trust people on stuff like this. But um, I, people have been trying since the beginning of like, I have this card that says I have a medical condition and it's like, you clearly printed that yourself, buddy. Yeah. Um, anyways. All of that said, if if we are still having to wear masks at celebration next year, the, uh, this is the mask that I want to wear. Whether it's them. like an actual like rebreather <laughs> apparatus, um, even better. or like a pretend one, or even just a face mask with like that printed onto it, I uh, think could be pretty that'd funny.
0: Be cute. So
1: I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get motivated and I'll do the design myself, and then we can sell
0: the on, uh, on 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 Redbubble. But uh, nobody take that idea. <laughs> Uh, oh man you cut this out of the uh, recording man uh, <laughs> I don't do care if doing? somebody
1: else if somebody else does it it just means I don't have to uh... alright perfect
0: <laughs> work work smart not hard get everybody else to do it
1: Yeah. Uh, on Onderon the Imperial squad methodically takes out Guerrero's squad though their leader is nowhere to be found of course not he has to live until Rogue One uh, when Crosshair <laughs> prepares to destroy the remaining civilians one recruit challenges him you wanna know why they put me in charge, Crosshair says? It's because I'm willing to do what needs to be done. He kills the Imperial soldier and orders the rest to finish the miss- the mission. Uh Yeah, man. And they this did is it. Brutal. They did it. I was they like, went whoo. there. Okay. I was sitting there on uh Thursday night last week at midnight and and going like sorry kids show says what <laughs> like <laughs> this is a cartoon you guys um but they don't pull punches they're not they're not pulling punches i i i appreciate that actually i mean like i haven't watched this one yet with with cara and i'm i i am curious to see how she reacts when we get to this scene mm. um, how old if she, she understands three, the three four uh no she'll be five in august so
0: oh wow okay yeah so
1: i, I guess she's technically four right now but she's almost okay. five okay um but yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see how she reacts to this scene. Um, because it is all, it is, it is, I mean, other than shooting the guy, like we don't, we don't see it, see it, but we do
0: see it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's intense. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. intense enough that you will understand what happens.
1: Yeah. And then, and then like, we kind of do the cutaway uh like to, to crosshair when the civilians get, executed i mean like they get right. executed firing squad style right yeah and one like a
0: flamethrower <laughs>
1: like yeah 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 man it's yeah <laughs> it's real it got real it got very real a lot more real than i expected it to um uh but uh but it was also uh fantastic i thought i just uh, like they this is serious stuff and i think they're handling it seriously and they're not treating it like it's a kid's story which i think that like resistance went way too far to the other side um and like resistance was like like resistance was like gi joe style of like no one ever dies right (laughs) it's like oh that guy jumped out of the ship right and it's like these tie fighters are getting blown up. Like, like we have to reconcile with the fact, cause here, here's kind of what I'm getting at is that uh, Kaz never used a blaster, right? Like once or twice, he used a blaster in, over the course of the series. Most of the time when he did, it was, it was set to stun. Like they made a conscious decision that Kaz doesn't kill with a blaster, mm-hmm. but he blows up tie fighters with his X-Wing, right? <laughs> at the beginning of the series. And then like, and then with the fireball, right? Like, like I understand that these things are somewhat separated, but at the same time, it's like the, it's star Wars resistance. And yet it it has nothing. War is in the title and it has nothing to do with the resistance. And like, if you want to have a message of like, Kaz is like, he's anti-war then like, that is, that is a message that definitely should be explored in star Wars. But at the same time, like, don't, 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 don't give me a star Wars show and go like, and the main <laughs> character doesn't kill anyone ever. Um, I, I, cause it's like, cause yeah, we got a, last week we had Hunter killing other clone troopers, right? Like yeah. I, yeah. I, and it being, it being pretty brutal. And then we switched this week to this. Even Depa like, yeah, like,
0: Balapa's Order sixty six, like the oh, yeah. blood curdling scream. Yeah. That it cut away, but it was still like, oh, I feel sad. Like I just But it cut away, like we right talked now. about
1: this. It it cut away to Canaan right. for a reason because like that's the emotional core of that. It's like right. we don't really care that much about Depa Balaba, uh uh unless you've read uh Shatterpoint in which case you do. But Shatterpoint's <laughs> not technically canon. So don't care. Um, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, like, like it's, it's Kanan's reaction, which to me is so much more effective and even, even more brutal is to hear those screams while focusing on the face of this child, mm-hmm. you know, uh, child soldier. Uh, good job. Jedi order. There's you guys. <laughs> I wonder why you fell. You completely compromised your morals in order to fight this war. Um, Yeah, no. I I, I, Star Star Wars needs to go to these places every once in a while because it's kind of it's the peaks and valleys, right? We got to have highs and lows, and you can't Mm -hmm. have highs without lows. So, yeah, I it almost gets crosshair to the point of. And maybe for some people, for the Kylo Ren needed to, you know, I, uh, I, uh, uh, be prosecuted for his crimes. Sort of like those, 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 those opinions are here. Those people are probably like Crosshair is beyond redemption now, and it's like, well, he's not in control. You know, yeah. So let's 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 have a conversation about this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it's brutal. It goes there. Look, you know, who's, who, you know, who's beyond redemption, those soldiers, the, the, the storm. Oh yeah.
0: The right? ones that had the choice, the free will to do it. Yeah.
1: Because it's not just it's at this point, it's not just did they follow orders that one trooper stands up and says, I won't do this. This isn't what the empire stands for. And it's like it. it's interesting because you get that moment of like there are people within the empire that were members of the Republic that are good people. Right. It's like when we see Yalaren in star Wars rebels and it's like, this guy was a hero for us for a long mm-hmm. time. And now he's helping track down our heroes. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? He's working with the bad guys. But, but it, they were very careful when Yalaren was on Star Wars Rebels that he was always operating from a place of, of like, wanting peace, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, like, there are those people within the Empire. It, it's not all of them, but there are those people. Um, but then there are also those people within the Empire, like Tarkin and like Krennic and like you know uh, a lot of the stormtroopers that like they they're just gonna they're just gonna do what they need to like iron grip right Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's just i think it, it really like places that well and makes you go like oof like the like the 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 implication here is that those those soldiers who are not willing to do what needs to be done are going to be removed from the 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 population Mm -hmm. and it's eventually by the time that we get to star wars rebels we're dealing with stormtroopers who shoot first and ask questions later right so it's uh yeah the empire is just gonna slowly slowly become this evil thing yeah i mean like they kind of become evil all at once but then with these recruits they're gonna system systematically eliminate the what they consider the weak element right Mm -hmm. Uh, it's uh yeah it's intense uh let's let's keep going
0: cool uh omega searching on her own in an underground tunnel comes upon the capacitor but the beast quickly appears roaring at the little one meanwhile hunter has awoken and follows omega's trail i love
1: his little moment of tracking her
0: yeah it's like
1: it's like just like hey hey guys remember uh hunter can track things uh, i can do that thing. <laughs> they just like every episode they got to be like hey remember that hunter can track things uh it's like yeah we get it it's his name
0: you guys uh well to be fair he was also doing it earlier in the episode dude tracking the actual yeah yeah, beast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah.
1: so it's just like such a pointed moment of like where he like wakes up and he's like looks around and he's like omega And then he like kneels down and like does the thing with it. Like he touches the ground and like looks Mm. at his face and you're just like, Oh, he's tracking you guys. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't go that far. Um, Face to face with the creature. Omega has an idea and toss tosses her flashlight to the animal. When it begins to chew on the device, she grabs the capacitor and leaves to find Hunter waiting. Um, Yeah. I I like this because what we were just talking about, like the, the, Bad Batch, the clone troopers, it's like they're they're trained to fight, they're trained to kill. But Omega wasn't. Omega mm. was studying with Nala Se and working in the in the medical uh, uh, facility, right? So she's got a different way of approaching these problems. She's got the same mind, the same skill sets, sort of like ingrained in her genetically, but whatever that means. But. She figures out a way to solve the problem that's not fighting the dragon and metaphor that's all just metaphor no, that's fine. all I'm gonna say and because and, we've kind of talked about it, but yeah. but yeah, like she is she's gonna kind of be the key to everything
0: it's It's cool that she thinks outside the box because it it really does just kind of lean into well, she's not just crosshair's replacement right like what is she bringing to the team that crosshair isn't and it's nice to have a character that, I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like, cause they're all kind of a group of clones compared to the other, you know, the quote unquote regs, like these guys are kind of like think outside the box clones, but even from them, the fact that she didn't, fi- I don't think she fired the blaster once in this episode, right?
1: No, she didn't. She took it and then didn't yeah, use she, it, which she, was like, she
0: took choice. it. Like, I guess, intending to if she had to, but then yeah. she thought about it before shooting, and I just thought, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's such, like, a cool... yeah. And you know what's nice about that? It's, I mean, I, it's nice to have a character on this team, like, with our good guys, whose first inclination is to try to solve the problem without fighting or killing. Yeah. Because I think that's such, like... I think that's an important lesson for I mean, I maybe not a lesson, but I just I think that's just a dynamic that a lot of shows like this where violence, let's be real, it's Star Wars, right? Like we said, violence is the norm. And, you know, you were talking about resistance before and like that's. It's cool that in resistance it was uh, it was just kind of there. It was just kind of a thing. But it's also nice to see it where I want them to explore that more with her and the rest of the team and yeah. say, you know, this doesn't always have to be the way. We don't always have to solve the problem by killing it. it that, you know I mean? think
1: I, I think the difference is that with resistance, it was never explicit it was always right. like this implied thing of like Kaz isn't right. going to ever. It's just Kaz doesn't a carry a blaster. He doesn't right. have a holster. Right. Right. So it's like this implied thing of like Kaz doesn't operate that way. It's peacetime. Right. But, but that, that to me was always in conflict with his character because it's like, well, mm-hmm. Kaz is a new Republic soldier. Right. What? He's a pilot. Yes. But like he has military training. Like you don't, you don't, it, it Air Force pilots don't just get in airplanes, right? Like yeah. they have other training yeah. as well. Because if you're caught behind enemy lines, like you have to be able to defend yourself, blah blah blah, all that sort of stuff. Like like the like like military is military is military. Whether mm-hmm. it's peacetime or the middle of a war, like you're training for the express purpose of like of uh, being able to kill. <laughs> right? The the, the the military turns people into sociopaths in that respect. It's a real problem because then when they're when the military's done with people, they tend to just toss them aside and not wor- mm-hmm. not really worry about that that uh uh disposition that they've created, right? Mm-hmm. To serve a to serve a purpose. That's an interesting thing to talk about. That yeah, that I would love choice to be more of that. That choice is an interesting choice to make the way they executed it. Like everything they executed in star Wars resistance was show never acknowledge. Don't ever tell. Yeah. And from its, from its conception, I get it because it was supposed to be a show about racing at some point someone got in there and went, no, it's called Star Wars Resistance. I guarantee it had a different title for a while when hmm. they were developing it. And then they went, no, we're going to call it Star Wars Resistance because we have Star Wars Rebels. So now this one's going to be Resistance. Man. And they went, well, if it's Resistance, then he should be a part of the Resistance. That's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about racing, right? And it's like, and I think that they they then shoehorned in the Poe Dameron, the racing, all of, or, sorry, the, the Resistance, all of that stuff. And it, and the show never gets back to racing. Yeah. And at the end of season one, they're like the Colossus lifts out of the ocean and flies away. And it's like, now we never race anymore. There's one (laughs) episode in season two, but it's like, it's like, now it's not about that. When it's like, when it was pitched to us, it was like, oh yeah, this is like speed racer star Wars, which I was Mm -hmm. like, cool, rad. Like, let's do that. Right. Like, like, let's have a mythology running through it. Um, about the rise of the first order in the background while we hang out on Castellon with this group of ace pilots who race and their personal that like Top Gun meets Speed Racer meets Star Wars, right? Sounds great. And then what did the show end up being? It ended up being like this waffling weird like 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 what wh- what is this about? Is it about is it about Kaz uncovering this plot? To uh, Mm -hmm. like, and like uncovering that the first order is doing this stuff. Well, that never really, it doesn't have any consequences in the wider galaxy. Right. Like, because it should have tied into the last Jedi. It should have tied into rise of Skywalker should have been a part of like, Hey, like, you know, when the call goes out, I, I, you know, that there should have been consequence there. There isn't. Um, yeah. Like, like that show just uh, at some point, someone somewhere cut that show off at the knees and I don't blame the showrunners because we got some of the same people working on this show and some right, of those yeah. people came from rebels and some of those people came from clone wars like we're talking like these are talented individuals who gave us stuff that we love and yet resistance didn't quite hit the mark and to me that's disney and like that that was producers cutting that show off at the knees and and they Mm. and then they literally cut it off and it ends in season two and the story does not set. it's not a satisfying conclusion
0: Mm. i
1: i even as much as i didn't enjoy the show overall it's like it didn't it didn't do justice to the storylines that they set up um Mm. so it was clear that it was supposed to go on for three or four seasons and we just never got around to it but coming back to to bad batch it's very clear that these choices are intentional. She picks Mm -hmm. up the gun. She's been mimicking Hunter since aftermath. Right? Like that was a big thing that everybody loved about aftermath is how much she's like, Oh, she's really like imprinting on Hunter and wants to be more like him. And we get that in this episode at the beginning when she's like, Oh, I want to come with you. I want to track too. I want to learn to do this. Like I'm part of the squad. I got to learn to do these things. Right. And then they're out there, they're, they're in the thick of it. She grabs the blaster cause she's going to do what Hunter was going to do. Mm. And she goes down there and she finds another way. And it, to me, like, it's very similar to Ezra. I, uh, especially like the animal affinity component of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I like, like Omega making it like the very clear choice of not using the blaster. I think is, uh, I, like that's a decision that that like mm-hmm. that the writers made, right? Like that that wasn't that's not just like a oh uh, we have a rule in the show bible of like you know uh, Omega is not going to use a blaster, which I don't think is uh, obviously not the case. We've seen her with that with that bow, right? Mm-hmm. So like she's got she's going to have her own signature weapon. She's gonna she's gonna fight just like the rest of them. But, but in this instance, I think like, like it's, it is pointed that like the, the Ordo moon dragon, like it's not evil. It's not a bad guy. Yeah. It's just a, it's, it's just a problem that needs to be solved and she solves it by giving it the flashlight and taking the capacitor. Right. So. Yeah. I like um, that. It's,
0: I like that. The blaster is not her first choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and, and I also like that this is, this is character growth for her, right? Like, Like, again, with Kaz, like, it was never... We never talked about it. That, like, he went from being a New Republic... uh, uh, In the New Republic Navy to racing and, like... And just, like, never picks up a blaster until, like, the end of season two. Uh, It was just, like, a... Like, we just never talk about it throughout all Mm -hmm. of that. Whereas with this one, like, it's very clear that, like, this is a part of her character development of, like, she thinks oh, I have to, I'm going to be like Hunter. I'm going to, I'm going to follow this example. Right. And then I, I, and then like realizes in the moment, no, like I have my own way of doing things. And I think by the end of it, that's kind of where she's at. Right. So, so yeah, I I, I think it's good. I think it's, I think it's positive growth for the character for sure. Um, do you wanna you wanna continue on here? We're, we're we're almost done. We can we can wrap
0: this up. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, wait, I think you're up. Isn't it the one before that? Did you? Uh,
1: no, nope, mine you? was the purple face to face. We uses, did that one. Okay. The
0: Imperial Squad. Yeah. Okay. The Imperial Squad arrives back at Kamino, and Tarkin is impressed. While he feels clones are a cost prohibitive relic of the past, they may still be of use to the Empire. He leaves the project under the command of Rampart. Uh,
1: Lama Su confers with Nalase, worried that their cloning operation is in danger, especially with the continued degradation of Django Fett's genetic material. If Nalase's experiment to design a superior clone comes to fruition, it could save the Kaminoans. Uh. Omega is the superior clone, right? Like yeah, that's obviously <laughs> like, like even, even more so than bad batch. Like, I feel like bad batch are like, uh, if we're talking like, let's, let's, let's look at this, uh, from the Marvel lens with like, uh, the super soldier serum, right? Like bad batch are, are the Steve Rogers, super soldier mm-hmm. serum. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, omega is weapon x
2: right (laughs) wolverine
1: right it's like oh you know we've we've continued experimenting with this and now we're going to do this other uh yeah so i i think that um i think as we go through the like the series the first season we're going to discover things about omega and what she can do and and you know i think like a lot of us were were uh sort of theorizing oh could she be force sensitive and I don't think that's going to be it. I I, th- I think it's I think it's going to be a different a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it's going to end up being that like she has aspects of all four of the Bad Batch of of Clone Force ninety nine, um, where like like she can track like Hunter, she's a crack shot like like Crosshair. It, the thing that I think they'll probably show us with is probably strength. Like at some point she will do something that she shouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and it'll be like, wait a second, right? And we will probably see that, but the rest of them won't see that. So it'll be a piece of knowledge that like the only the audience has. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I could see them going.
0: She's the like, bad B word. I don't know if we could say that word on here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh uh, B word. All yeah. right, she's the bad uh, bitch then. <laughs> yeah, because, I, yeah, I, I mean, like, going back to what I was saying, I do, if we think fourth dimensionally, which uh, uh, Doc Brown uh, uh, taught me to do at a young age, unlike you, uh, <laughs> I then, you know, and, and we're thinking not just in terms of the Bad Batch, but we're also thinking in terms of The Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett. And if we see this character down the road, I mean, like, I want to see a an absolutely jacked omega (laughs) just like I yeah like like yeah even let's i'm gonna say more so than other people who may have been featured on the show that we no longer speak of (laughs) okay but somebody who's like like i i like just 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 rippling muscles <laughs> mm. you know uh that's just got like that That uh uh because i that what feels, i want to see yeah. is like i want to see like Django at at like his peak but the female version so this is <laughs> i've actually been i've been i've been playing around with this in my head i really want to i really want to draw this version of omega um and so I've been, I've actually been looking at like reference, <laughs> which is to say just oh, okay. like, like cool. women that are, that are just like ripped. Yeah. But I, uh, uh, it's, it's similar to um, I, I Shira in the newer series. I don't know if you, if you sure. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. But, but I, uh, the thing that I love the most about that show is it when like, like uh, Adora is like a normal person. <laughs> She's fit like she's a Mm -hmm. she's a a soldier in in the Horde army and whatever and 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 a good fighter in her own right but then when she gets the sword and transforms into She-Ra She-Ra is like a half a foot taller and (laughs) like a half a foot broader (laughs) like like her shoulders like like expand like she's she's jacked like the way that they draw her and it's a very simplistic cartoon but uh like 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 the style um like very stylized but still like compared to other characters on the show she's like you can tell like ah like she's fit and like i kind of like i see omega as being very similar of like <laughs> like if like if we get to see her as an adult later on in these stories in in star wars she's gonna be like yeah, she's gonna look like a Mandalorian. I, I don't know what else to say, but uh, but I like what I want to see is I want to see her standing next to like Bo Katan and uh, um oh what's Sasha Banks character's name?
0: Uh, oh, I can never remember her name. Costca Reeves is that sure. right? Yeah, Costco. Um, sure. Yeah, Costco. <laughs> uh, I
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's Costco Reeves. Uh, I want to see. I want to. I could, because we've seen them and they're like they're tough and like Costco, she you know uh, had a tussle with Boba and it's like i i want to see a character show up that makes her kind of shrink back a little bit <laughs> like like where like these like the 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 night owls are kind of like oh huh
0: she's uh... hey yeah um
1: <laughs> and for it to be like oh yeah this is like the female clone of Jango Fett i uh, uh yeah for her to just kind of be be imposing um but still but still Omega, right? So like still soft. Mm. Uh, I, in that way. Um like still a still a gentle soul, but one that could like <laughs> rip you in half. Right. If you wanted to. Um kind of Chewbacca like in that way. Yeah. I, 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 but yeah, I, like I just that. think that I think that would be really cool. And I I really want to draw that because it's just <laughs> something that makes me happy. Yeah, uh, why don't you why but so uh, all of that to say clearly they want and i think it's meant to be a little bit vague so that we're supposed to be like questioning like oh what are they ta-? but but they have one of the bad batch they have cross right. Right? right so if that if all they needed was a member of clone force 99 then right yeah they've got one right. that's not what they need they they mm-hmm. need omega back right, right. um so they're going to continue working with the imperials to serve the Imperials, like, cause that's the whole point here is that like, oh, if we can make a super, like this superior clone, then we'll have proven our worth to the empire. Right. I do think that like, cause it was implied before in something that, that, uh, Lama Su said of like, if, if it comes to it, we need to be able to defend ourselves. Right. Mm. So I th- I think that at some point it will turn, it will become that, and I think that it like this is all gonna tie into like a like a war for Camino. Um, but I also think, based on that stuff we talked about before from from the Mandalorian, I think that the Kaminoans and the clones are gonna lose. Mm-hmm. that they, they, the clones might get like the moral victory of like they're gonna be freed from the from the inhibitor chips and and escape and go off somewhere else in the galaxy. And that might be the end of the series. That might be like three or four seasons from now. Right. Um, in the same way that like star Wars rebels was like the, the way that they freed Lothal. Right. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I, I do think that that's kind of where we're driving at, where we're going with some of this, but there's going to be tension of like, Oh, they're trying to get they're, 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 the The, the, the have to have a reason to continue working with the empire. That's mm-hmm. what this is about right now, but the payoff could be much more interesting um, than just that. So we'll see. Uh, no, you want to close right. this
0: one out? Sure thing. Finally, Crosshair returns to his barracks alone while the Bad Batch blasts off. This is the second week in a row I've had to read the Bad Batch blast off. And both times I almost tripped over it. As they reach the stars, Wrecker presents a gift to Omega, her own room, It's perfect, she says. I never had my own room before. Hunter is pleased with her reaction. Well, you're a part of this squad now, too, he says. This moment felt like it kind of it's weird because like story wise, it made sense. But I don't know why I was expecting one more scene. I don't know if it was just the way that it was hanging. Like not as long as usual, because sometimes I mean, you know how these episodes end like yeah. You can tell when it's the last scene because it'll hang like just that extra second. But I don't know why it just felt like.
1: It was a little bit more abrupt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's going to be like, oh, there's going to be one more thing because it cut. And then it was, it was Dave Filoni's name. I was like, oh.
1: Okay. I I think that they probably played with the order of things here.
0: Mm, that's possible. Because
1: to me, that shot that you're talking about, like what we're used to, was crosshair.
0: Yes, in the bunk. Yes, I agree. Right, that's true. Because now that you say that, that's where I thought it w- thought it was gonna gonna yeah. end. I think. I think maybe
1: end. they. Yeah. I think maybe they went like, oh, we've been away. Like, like we. Actually, I'll tell you exactly what it was. I'll gu- I'll guarantee this. I guarantee this. If we could talk to them about it, to the to, to <laughs> the directors about it, I I I'm almost positive. As it was written, it was probably you know, like they get back with the capacitor, they do all of that stuff. Um, uh, and, and, and they, they, they blast off in and, and we get the scene of her getting her bed, right. Getting mm-hmm. her room. And then we cut back to the Imperial squad, getting back to Camino, the conversation with, with, uh, uh, rampart and like rampart getting his, his promotion. Right. um, then we get the Kaminoans and their conversation. And then we finally get to see Crosshair returning to, to the barracks and, and sitting down on the bed. So now we've gotten these, we've got these two things of, of um, Omega going like, Oh, Hey Omega, you have your own room. Mm-hmm. You're a part of the squad now to, uh uh Crosshair alone even though he's with these other people he's alone he's by himself he's in his home he like he's he's in their home their barracks like where where he quote-unquote belongs but there's something empty there right and it's there's like a like that forlorn sort of longing moment there i think that if like they had done it that the other way that scene with omega being like oh here's your room this is your this is your place in this family now it's too far removed from the scene with crosshair
0: right to yeah. connect
1: those dots yeah. whereas if you if you cut that and you move it to the end of the episode even though it wasn't originally supposed to be the end of the episode right we get the moment with crosshair and then we cut
0: to yeah which the is much shorter. It's it's a much shorter, it's, it's a things, a much shorter
1: yeah. walk to Omega in her bunk, right? Right. right. Uh, without or without having to do something like at the end, like cutting back and forth between them, right? Yeah. Because we don't really want to do that because they're in totally pla- different places. So so I, if I had to guess, that that would be my guess. I'm 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 pretty confident in that guess. <laughs> um, that that's the way that that kind of shakes out. Because I agree, it it did have like a weird like, oh okay, I guess we're done. Uh, it didn't have like the Star Wars, like, let's end on a tableau, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that we usually get before the, before the abrupt uh, uh, star field with blue text. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, uh, let's, uh, we've talked this episode to death. This is like a two hour episode. <laughs> Good God. I thought it was going to be quick because it was just you and me, but uh, I, uh, famous <laughs> well, you words. and I are
0: both ramblers in general, so it's true.
1: It's true. Uh let's jump into the mailbag. This is Bulcrum. Come in.
0: So we've received a transmission from someone using our subspace frequency, Fulcrum.
1: Incoming transmission from the Rebel Cells Fulcrum Mailbag. This week's episode hit hard. What was your favorite moment from replacements? See, on my social media post I got the title right. See? Duh. Hey, okay. It's important. These these things are important to me only. I over on Facebook, Mark uh, Alexander Randolph uh, replied, these episodes are great, but I'm just waiting for the moment. The shoe drops for real. I feel like order 66 was a cakewalk compared to what the bad batch will go through. I, yeah, Uh, yeah, I I mean like, yeah, we're going to have to raise the stakes. We're going to have to get there eventually. I don't order 66. Wasn't that big of a deal for, uh, For Bad Batch, specifically, right? Like, it was... For the Jedi, it was the end of their story. For the Bad Batch, I feel like it was the
0: beginning. So, Yeah, I mean, it was definitely... I mean, obviously, it was important because it was, like, the catalyst of this whole thing. But, yeah, in terms of, like, actual character development, it didn't really... It uh, wasn't, like, heart-wrenching. But, I mean, Hunter, like, really went through some stuff with Kanan, and, like, he's... I think a, a big part of why he's so invested in saving omega is because of he couldn't save kanan or tried to save kanan but now he's maybe he feels guilt that he's i don't know i mean it could go either way but yeah
1: i think it i think it just takes on a different context when it's the beginning of a story versus the end of a story Right? like it's in with with it being the beginning it's like oh well we're gonna start at the bottom we're gonna work our way back out of the hole Mm -hmm. right Whereas in Revenge of the Sith, it's like, "Hey, uh, remember when we started with that kid with that terrible bull haircut, and he was like, <laughs> "It's working, it's working. We're like, "Oh, he's adorable, and he's got a, got a big he's got a big frogfish man uh, that hangs out with him, and, and that guy he steps in the poop, right? It's <laughs> hilarious. And then we end with we end with all of the Jedi are exterminated. <laughs> you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. <laughs> I hate you." I'm burning Padme dies. (laughs) Right. That's very different than, than I, then what's going on with the other clone troopers. How come they're killing the Jedi? I don't know, but we got to escape. (laughs) Right. Like, I don't know.
0: That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. No no time. No time to talk. Got to go. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it, they're, they're, the context completely changes it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But, but yeah, I do think, And hey, you know, maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm right about Crosshair. I don't know, because the end of this episode, it's like he seems sad that he's not with his family.
0: Yeah, I I mean, obviously that's what they're hinting at, yeah. That pain,
1: fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, right? And that's what we're talking about. That's what Mark's talking about here is the suffering. Mm. That other shoe's going to drop. And Mm. it could very well be they get the chip out of him. Maybe it's not that he's like, He's like, uh, uh, you know, I, I always was an imperial, or whatever. But maybe it's more so like you, but you left me. Mm. Like I've been, there, it's been this long, and you guys left me.
0: I so. was gonna keep my mouth shut. There is a line that they yeah. changed from the uh, the old. um, like the original when Bad Batch, the Animatics released. The animatics, yeah, yeah. The story reels, whatever they're called. They changed a the line that Crosshair says. And they okay. changed it to uh maybe he's not working for us anymore. I wouldn't be if if I was left behind.
2: And then like Rex
0: gets in his face and Wrecker like pushes him off. And I remember saying to myself, That's weird that they changed that line. Yeah. Ooh,
1: did we just, did we just crack the case? Maybe. I think we we just cracked the case. Maybe. I can't wait. I can't (laughs) wait. I'm going to rewatch
0: to make, I'm going to make sure that I'm not confusing the order of that, that it wasn't originally that and they changed it to something else. I'm going to do that. As no, soon as I think you're right. Report. Cause
1: I never watched the animatics and I remember the moment that you're talking about, okay. because like, that's when, that's when the tension starts to build. Right. Cause yeah. they're like, Oh, we got to rescue echo. And crosshairs mm. like, Hey, like, like this might not be worth it. Maybe he's a separatist now. So I feel thing, like right? the
0: original and, you know, line was like, are you yeah. sure he's not already dead? You left him behind. He'd still yeah, be alive yeah. if you didn't something like that. I feel like yeah. that's what it used to be. And then they changed it to, yeah. to that.
1: I mean, like, because if we have more conflict between Crosshair and 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 the Bad Batch before they try to rescue him, like, if at some point they cat like Crosshair catches up to them trying to hunt them down, and they have a fight, and something happens where it's like, in order to get away, Hunter has to do something that puts that puts uh, a Crosshair in mortal danger, Mm. and leaves him right it's like that's the sort of thing that could take this sadness this this fear of loss that that Crosshair is currently feeling and turns it into anger and 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 that eventually you know morphs into hate right so mm. who who knows who knows
0: i need who, i'm watching this right now i need to know this, this is going to so I have to know this right so now. juicy
1: yeah okay <laughs> give, give me about uh, i'm going i'm going to read this next uh, right, over go on it. instagram Ale- Alexandrina attack, uh, ATK. I assume it's attack. I, I writes uh, definitely when crosshair killed that stormtrooper, I got chills. Yeah, dude, this is uh, like that's kind of the heart of this episode, right? That's the most intense moment. Um, so yeah, definitely a highlight for me. Like that they went there. We talked about that, right? Like they just like they. they not just that, but then, like then crosshair being like, finish the job, finish the mission, right, mm-hmm. which calls back to to aftermath and and uh, hunter not having what it took to finish the mission, which kind of goes back into what you're saying, like like and what we're talking about, this idea of like how much of it is the chip, how much of it is crosshair.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right? Because I think that there's a significant chunk of this that is crosshair that, regardless of the inhibitor chip, this is how he would break. It's just how he would break. Of like, look, we have orders. This is what we do. Uh, uh, order sixty-six or or otherwise, right? Like, uh, yeah. Like, like, like. I think the rest of the bad batch would have a problem with killing civilians, just like that stormtrooper did. I don't think that crosshair ever had a problem with that. Mm-hmm. If it's the mission, it's the mission, right? And the inhibitor chip is just making it like it's just cranking that up to 11. So
0: I, did uh, I was you, wrong. Did you find your answer? I was wrong. It was the story reels that he says, if I was left for dead, I wouldn't stay loyal. And then in the new, in the actual released episodes, he says something like, um, oh, I don't blame you for leaving him for dead. Besides he's just another reg.
1: Ah, yeah, that's what it is. It's the reg thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you could still be right because maybe though. they're covering it up maybe they maybe it's yeah a, it's maybe a conspiracy now maybe I but i know. did remember
0: that change i remember hearing yeah, like right wait me. didn't he have like a thing about being left behind and something like that yeah joe i think this goes all the way to the top this goes all the way to this catholic kennedy <laughs> this is even yeah. Favreau's in on this uh, kevin feige <laughs> Uh, I'm it, it, not involved in, with animation yeah
1: insert charlie day uh conspiracy board yeah. Rambling, yeah. <laughs> uh, here. i'm just going through it's always sunny in philadelphia for the first time and i i am like it's like a it's like a beautiful like like i'm like i'm loving it so much it's so good i don't know why mm-hmm. it took me this long to get into this show i love it uh it's not for everybody i totally understand. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. It's just like the anticipation of getting to that scene uh, and learning the context of that GIF that I have used a million times on Twitter. Um, it's just, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. But uh, that's it. That's it for us this week. Uh, I got nothing for you guys next week. We don't know the title of the episode. We don't know what it's about. Wow. Uh, we have not. They've given us nothing. It, not a zip. Up. Guess. Did
0: did we see? I mean, other than. Omega firing the arrow and Rex. Yeah, is there anything else from the trailers that we have not already seen?
1: Yeah, the 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 slaver planet from Clone Wars. Um, and oh the, the Really? The Who's? light whip. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, right. Trailer. Yeah,
0: they fight one of the slavers. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, because he okay. like
1: grabs the whip and like wraps it around right. his arm to punch the okay. guy or whatever. Um, yeah. So so and I, I think that that's where she'll get the the bow from because that oh yeah the, yes, the so look of the bow matches the yeah. aesthetic of that planet yeah um i and if i'm remembering correctly i think that maybe they used
0: bows like that yes i i like i kind of remember that too yeah yeah um
1: so yeah i yeah we've got that to look okay cool to. rex cool. trying to think if there's anything else in those I don't, it's hard because like when like the space stuff, it's like, ah, space always looks the same. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, I'm sure there's a bunch of clips from future episodes of them in outer space and with like approaching planets that that uh, that we haven't seen yet. But who can clock that stuff? Yeah. Um, uh, and we did. We do. We did get a clip at some point. Or maybe, I guess it was in one of the trailers. I don't remember what the context was. But we do uh, the Trandoshan, the 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 um the female Trandoshan that's gonna like give them jobs. Uh, oh, um, I like, can remember like, that. A, like their first like bounty hunter mercenary sort of deal.
0: Oh yeah, um, there is a hunter like kind of running around and on a yeah, speeder bike stuff yeah. coming up. And, and
1: the Fennec Shan stuff. We got the Fennec Shan stuff at some point. Right. As well. Okay. So, there's a lot. I mean, there's almost... a lot.
0: We've we've seen. I think we've seen
1: from like the next probably three or four episodes, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll kind of be able to put it together once we've seen them.
0: I will say I appreciate how, especially with Mandalorian, how little they're showing us from the second yeah. and third acts of these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I they really play real appreciate close that. Yeah. It is nice.
1: It is nice. Yeah. Um, but that's always it. That's my, like, that's how Dave has always done it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I can remember us at celebrations watching clone wars trailers and being like oh my god this season's gonna be so good and then like three weeks in being like that trailer was from these three episodes it was from like the two-part premiere and then like the next two episodes we've run out of trailer stuff <laughs> the rest remember- of this season is a mystery."
0: I can't remember uh, if it was just because they also usually did a lot of, like, mid-season trailers, too, right? Where, like, the, yeah, f- we the usually first mid-season trailer mid-season for time. the season would be just the first half of the season. Because, like, yeah. I remember seeing stuff like, you know, the 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 schism, 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 in, schism on Mandalore. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember seeing that in the trailer with, like, the doors open and Obi-Wan's in the Mandalorian armor yeah, and seeing, yeah, like, yeah. everybody fighting each other. I remember Sidious popping out the second red lightsaber and fighting Maul and Savage. Like, I remember I remember seeing all that stuff in advance and losing my mind. But, like, I think that stuff was mid-season trailer, though, right? Like, yeah. they yeah. they held on to that stuff for a long time. Yeah, okay. for sure.
1: Um, but Mandalorian so is just
0: like, here it is. It's just the first half. Oh, and then, yeah. okay, you're going in blind now. That's it.
1: I, I love that moment with the Mandalorian, and they've replicated it with Bad Batch that moment of like the, the, we get, we get sort of like the beginning of the episode. It's a little bit different with bad batch, but with Mandalorian, we get the beginning of the episode, the cold open or whatever. Right. And then we would always get like the cut to the chapter title. Yeah. And that, and the chapter title is always the moment where it's like, it's like, I really don't want to be up at midnight right now. I (laughs) feel it's even later if you're staying up, uh, which you are, of course. I, oh, I
0: do. Yeah, I wait till three. I don't care. I'm
1: always like, I'm always like sitting there, and it's usually like, it's like, it's like five after twelve, and I'm like, I really should be in bed. The kids are gonna be up <laughs> at seven o'clock no matter what. I gotta work tomorrow, and then it'll be like, boom, <laughs> like like the title, uh, and I'll be like, fine, the Marshall, I'm in. Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> like I'm awake, I'm awake. Um, yeah, and and they do the same thing with Bad Batch, where it's like we kind of get the. The, the the opening, like the, mm. <laughs> like the skip intro. Somebody made a joke. I don't remember who it was, but somebody made a joke of like the skip intro. Like, yeah, I, I, I need to I just so glad for this time saving feature because the intro on Bad Batch is like three seconds long. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a sting and then and then <laughs> we get the title of the episode. Um yeah. We'll be back next week to talk about it, whatever it's about. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should just make up a title and a description. Uh, the next episode is uh, Milk Run. Okay, that that would that would be a Star Wars Rebels episode. It like is a episode Star Wars, uh, Wars, yeah, episode, it uh, Star Wars Rebels is a Milk Run. Yeah, the title is Milk Run. the the uh, The Bad Batch have to take odd jobs in order to survive, and uh, but then it goes wrong,
0: and uh, they meet a new foe. <laughs> And shenanigans ensue.
1: Let's see how close I am. We'll see how close I am. That could be any episode called
0: Milk Run. I'm just gonna be like, dude, go play the lotto right now. Yeah, yeah. While you're still hot.
1: (laughs) Uh, Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. We'll we'll be back next week with another episode of the Bad Batch. Bye, guys. Follow Rebel Cells on Twitter and Instagram at Rebel Cells and on Facebook at Rebel Cells Podcast. You can support the podcast in three ways. First, by going to the podcast service of your choice, leaving a rating and review to help others find the show. Second, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support, to get cool rewards like exclusive podcasts and more.